Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, we've got the coolest guest of all time on Open Goal. Jackson, I never expected this, mate. What wow. a guy. That's just like the Aussie oh, I've seen that's like the Aussie version of you, isn't it? <laughs> no, he's cool, to be me. fair, there are some absolute classics up here, and I thought to myself, oh, classics, I'll, I'll have to break out one of my that that well that will be a modern day yeah, classic. But look, that's a screamer. The USA one's a screamer. But also, shite. <laughs> and end one, shite. Scottish football legend. <laughs> How sexy is he looking though, say? And eh? Can we? Can you stand up to give us a full? Yeah, do you want a full? Uh, I get this like most days at training. I get the full up and down from Aye, everyone. Mate, as I walk that in is anyway, amazing. So where am I going? <laughs> He's away. I'm Look away. Up. I'm off. What a size! Have is. you got? Have you got a missus? <laughs> no, seriously, love you. What's that? Have you got a missus? Yeah, have you? She yeah. I bet she's brilliant. <laughs> she oh, she enjoys my gear and that. Anyway, so what a guy, man. Was you always like that, Stanley? Always. I mean. You probably did. Oh, get, you probably did get a hard time for it, didn't you? Oh my god, did I? But I, I, I love that. Mate. Yeah. I love somebody being different. Least, I, I remember, different. I, came, I remember, I came up to Lennox Town one day. I had this summer, one summer when I was like, I was obsessed with tie dye. I was about seventeen or eighteen, and I was making them at home like myself with all the colours and that. So I came in one day. I was fucking thought I looked brilliant. I'd like made it, bought a t-shirt from Top Man or something, tie dyed it, big colourful rainbow thing. Walked in. What the fuck what is, is that, man? <laughs> Walked into the first team dressing room, marched in, paraded in in front of everyone standing there like, oh. our boys like, what the, look at the state of this But guy. football players have got nothing about them, mate. Uh, they all wear trackies oh, in every day. Fucking losers. They wear night trackies, innit? Give me that every second. I love that, honestly. You're, I think he could be the most handsome man in Scottish, my favourite guy in Scottish football. Aye. After seeing this. Even, with, even with the tash? Love the tash, mate. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're a fan. What and look at the earrings in that, mate. Oh, yeah, what about my ear, by the way? We've not I've got, got, got big Declan Gallagher to thank for that from the quarterfinal the other what day. What did he his, uh, got his me big up. thing? I, I don't know what he called. No, no, he's elbow, he's elbow. <laughs> I don't that know what he... take your head off at yeah, him. He got me on my blind side, could have been anything. <laughs> <laughs> that just been said, but you've got a, not a bad big one. Oh, you did. I'm <laughs> not even started yet, man. But, um, but maybe it's a crack of it. Is it terrible? Yeah, cool, Mike. Is it pathetic? That's quite a great fuck. Got it. Jackal, what would you say? Uh, we love. Oh, is it Jackal? Is that what you call it? Take that, mate. Okay. Uh, if we, uh, if Simon, we love testing people right away, don't we? Yeah, putting them on the spot. What would you say if somebody said to you in three seconds time about a guitar sitting in your phone, would you be confident enough to play a tune? Oh, jeez. Uh, if I could try and bash something out for you. Like that. Oh, my Lord. 
I don't know, what you, got, you got anything you want to hear? What, what, what are you into? What's your music? Your, your, your music taste is classic. It was always, again, it was always a bit, you, you have a bit more like you. What was it? You, you like So Solid Crew. So Solid Crew and that. Uh, who was that, that boy? I got 21 seconds to go. <laughs> what have you got, Jackson? You're a bit of electric feel. Yes. MGMT. No, it's not. I've been moving up all along. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Keep us going, Any Say ooh. You see, this is the thing, Mark. So my music taste can be obscure sometimes to the point where I can't play anything that anybody knows. Well, Electric feels to me. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? But can you sing, Jackson? No, I'm honestly absolutely yeah, yeah. hopeless. But did you not used to play and Danny McGrain would sing? Is that true? <laughs> where, where have you heard that? Me, Danny, absolutely me, not. Danny, Stevie, why not? Stevie Freel, what was he used to do? Aye, boy band. But Stevie Freel used to break dance as well. Stevie Freel used to break dance, didn't he? Jackson, speed it up. So what about the youth career over in Australia? What was, obviously you just said you were in a band there, but... Yeah. So was it music and football that you were into? That was it. That was it, mate. That was all I did. Like, most kids that grow up in Australia will probably tell you that they tried a lot of different sports. Like, I played tennis and athletics and... Um, I played Aussie Rules at school. Like, none of my mates played football at school, so I only played Aussie Rules. You ever watched it? Uh, Big like Kelly and Sheridan played it as well. Did I, like, he? I like it. Huh? Yeah, it's a bit. Well, it's a bit like Gaelic, isn't Gaelic, it? Like, a lot of the Irish lads go out there and play. Um, brilliant sport, but um, no, I never played football at school, so it was really just like a total away from. It was more based from more came from my family side of things. So my old man's from Aberdeen, and my granddad's from Holland on my mum's side. So they were big football men. So they were the ones what that kind beat. of. Uh, and, yeah, so they kind of pushed me, not, well, not even pushed me, but they were the ones that encouraged me to kind of play from a young age. And, but yeah, there was just, see, that was it. See, Elden, is there, is there a lot of youth actually playing football? There is more now. There is more now. It's actually so the highest participation like sport in Australia now, which is right. class, but we're still, mm. we're missing that like transition into professional, into the professional so game, did you, really. Would you, so when you, were, when you were a kid, was there a lot of opportunities there for you to play now? Zero. Like, really, like I was, um, so I just played like with my mates basically on a Sunday until I was 15. What, so you never played with an actual team? Mate, I, mate, I'd never... Jumpers for goalposts? Uh, yeah, oh, like, oh, like, played, like we played for a team and then basically what I was going to say was, so when I was about 15, I signed for a team in like the state leagues. So that's like, be like what junior football is here. So they were in the, like, it's a decent level and I played the full season with the, with the first team when I was like 15, so... It was actually through that contact at that club that I ended up coming across on trial. Right. Yeah. So do you know Mikey O'Halloran um, at St. John's? Yeah, 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 he played yeah. him. And do you know Mikey, Michael O'Halloran the dad. Senior? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's his cousin worked at the club that I was at back in. And recommended you And recommended me to come over, yeah. Wow, it's funny how life can just turn like that. Big question to someone. Big element of luck there. What are you home and away or neighbours? Oh, I want neighbours because it's Melbourne, but I've never watched either of them in my life. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm Harold Bishop, though. Did you know you used to batter him? I, no, because you told me you used to beat the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> See you on it. I'm sure, and I could be totally wrong here, but I, I'm sure when Celtic came calling, was there other teams as well interested? Uh, I went to Blackburn as well. So you did? I uh, did. So that, that was like, so actually, I actually came to Celtic twice. So I was at Blackburn first. Um, me, lad Jamie McLaren, who came and played for Hibs. Hibs, yeah, yeah. And uh, lad Bailey Wright, who plays for Sunderland now, played for Preston and as well. There was three of us all from Melbourne and we all kind of were over there at the same time. Um, I was at Blackburn for like 10 days. It actually went quite well, but just never went for it. They never went for me. And then I came to Celtic after that the first time round. And I was, I was literally there for 
two days and it was a shambles. Oh. The trial was a disgrace. Oh, I, bas- I basically got dropped off at Barrowfield. Like no one said a word to me. I just got like put in a corner. No one told me any. I know, as I said, I've never been in professional football at this point in Australia. So I've got no clue what's going on. And I basically just sat there. And then it was like, it was in December and it was like pelting with snow. So we had to go and train at Torrey Glen. And like boys just started getting in their cars and like driving away down to Torrey Glen. And I was just sitting in the dressing room. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so I was just sitting there like this. Like, what, was your first impression of Barrow, what, was your, what was your first impression of Battlefield? I was, well, I had no frame of reference. So yeah. I didn't know like what was good and what was not good. In hindsight, you realise that it was a shithole. But, <laughs> but it was... Um, who, was the, who was the... So what team is that you were in? Who was the coaches? So it was like um, Chris McCart was like the head of kind of the youth. And then Stevie Frail, Tommy McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like working with those guys mostly. Um, because and then yeah, but like Danny with the resis and stuff. <laughs> because when I when this is I remember right, I was up in Lennox Town and I think the nineteens were at Barrowfield. Yeah, at that point. And somebody had said it was an Australian boy came in, and generally the first was like, doesn't look like a player. But they, no, I, as in what? Just no, I just think you were a bit raw. A bit, I was raw, a bit right? raw, right? But then, I mean, when I when you came up to the, the reserves. You were, that wasn't the thing I told you, you know what I mean? So I think mm. it must have, maybe it was because you didn't have the experience of actually in a professional setup. Well, what you tend to find is with Australian players is you tend to see that they develop later. Like you look at like, just I'll use Aaron Moy and Millie Edenat for an example. Yeah. Like went to the championship and Premier League at like 27, 28. Because Moy was at St. Mun, wasn't he? He's never St. done Moon. well, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, I, don't know, I don't know what it is about. Probably a, a bit to do with the way we play growing up and stuff. It's like once we come into the setup, you just tend to find that we're, Players do just develop a little yeah. bit later. Um, so and that's what I mean. Like, I didn't really feel like I came into my own as a player until I was well into my 20s. You know what I mean? Like, it took, I felt like I needed those years just to understand football, yeah. you know, as in, in, in general. So what players then, when you first came on trial, what team did so, you go into? Was it James Keaton's and yeah, guys like that? Yeah, yeah. Keatsy, Declan Gallagher, um, Richie Tao. Like, um, oh, James E was still kind of floating around at that time, but he'd mainly been, been up with the first team. team. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stephen O'Donnell. So, like, do you used to look down on guys like him? Uh, do I speak to him? Was that nice, Stephen? Was he big time? You were, mate, you were injured for about eighteen months when I first. <laughs> Problems with that. It was just, <laughs> it was just you and you and G cycling about Lennox Town, like. <laughs> that was that was my. But see, first time I met you. We were talking about it earlier. See, so when you did you stay in digs? I stayed in digs. Yeah. Louis Toshney. So Toshney. my first again, like. This naive kid come over from Australia. I haven't got a, a Scooby. What's going on? My first day in digs, I turn up in Hamilton. Like you know, drop, got my bags and that. Turn up at my digs with Lewis Toshney and, and Callum Bagshaw, Baggy and Tosh. And um, the first night, I'm just kind of messing around. And like they, we used to. At this point, you know, we didn't have cars. We were too young. We didn't drive. Didn't, didn't do anything. So we just used to play cards at night and mess around. But we used to play for like forfeits and that, obviously. So first night, they're like to me, right, loser. 10 naked star jumps in the street. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, ah. trying to like get in a little bit. So I was like, I'll get involved. Um, straight away, naturally lost. Definitely rigged it as well, by the way. I didn't have a clue what was going on. And uh, so 10 naked star jumps in the street, locked all the doors. Oh, mate, oh. and I'm, I'm stuck in it. I'm, I'm outside now. I hadn't even met Mary yet, the woman who I was living with. She hadn't even come home yet. And I was just in the street, bollock naked on my first night in Scotland. Like, oh my God, what have I, what have I done? Love that. Because I remember 
Tosh sent me a video of him catching Callum Bagshot. Remember that? Yeah, that, that like, well, But was it Bagshot that used to do Mowbray's accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to do he had these brilliant Tony Mowbray impression. You were there, weren't you? You've got a good Tony Mowbray impression. Have you seen it? <laughs> I don't do that, mate. I genuinely don't. Oh, yeah. What is he saying? <laughs> were, you, were you there when he asked? No, so I. So how did Mowbray find it? Yeah. So what it happened was Baggy done it all, used to always do it. And, but I, I'm sure I was the butt of the fucking joke because Mowbray said, Never heard of Paul Slane. Somebody <laughs> said, <"Who's laughs> said Bang. Yes. That's amazing, that. that story. Who's Paul Slane? I never signed no Paul Slane. So, say, he was a. Uh, so, Bang kept on doing this voice and everybody was loving it. He was really, he was really good at it, right? And then, uh, was, yeah. I don't know, I think he was working at the first team game after the game. So, Mobley's came in and went, Listen, I heard you've been doing my voice. Come and do it. That's decent for him over before that. Instead, I mean, he could have been. He too have took that the other and way. So he took the piss out of me, and uh, I mean, I, I felt so bad. for Did he need it on the first team play? Front, uh, so after the game, the boys, everybody shut up. Yeah, he's yeah. in the middle and he's talking to him as if he's Mowbray and it was the worst oh, <laughs> and he did the Paul Slane didn't he that's he what he said I think the he did. Was like, I, I never I never signed up did he send it oh hilarious but yeah that, those digs were brilliant like that was because being away from home and stuff was hard enough but that kind of became like your little what's that click horrible, and stuff. Abby, 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 home. see it's funny in hindsight like at the time you, you're that young and naive you don't really understand kind of the magnitude of what you're doing, yeah. I guess, like coming over, I was like signing for Celtic, especially in Australia where no one has a clue in terms of like none of my mates and that, they all thought I was playing for the Celtics for about five years. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then you really, you look back on it now as a, in your, you know, later years and you think, but like my parents and that, like 16 years old and you've just, fucked ha- up. Had to, they had to just let, like, it was an yeah. opportunity, they had to let me go yeah. and do it. And it's pretty mental when you think about it. But I, oh, loved Diggs. I was in Diggs, you obviously loved Diggs. Were never, great. Oh, Diggs were great. You were in Addingston, weren't you? With uh... Nicky for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Airdrie as well. But, oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I, we used to block the toilet in our Diggs every night. Eh? <laughs> every single night, man, the toilet we'd block. What about the food in that? Was the it good fo- or shit? Oh, right? horrendous. The forfeits we used to do, with, like those games and stuff we used to play were the best. Like we used to play cards as well, and the loser would have to go into. You'd have to sneak into Mary's room <laughs> and get and uh, put, put, get Mary's gear on. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so we've got we actually we actually ended up getting caught because like this was like early years of Facebook and that and I think Baggy put photos of like boys in like in, the gear. in like in Mary's gear. So we walked down to Asda at the at Hamilton, you know, down the bottom of Hamilton. Yeah. Um, and mate, we've got I've got videos of Tosh in like a pencil skirt and a pink blazer, like walking around oh, thingy with like a little bonnet on and stuff in Mary's gear. Brilliant. Oh, Lost two you could first get in with. Them. Is that how you first started doing your sisters? Because they were doing that. <laughs> they made me the eye. But mate, that was a. But I wonder. See, with that, I wonder if it's actually better getting in with a, a, two boys like that. It bring you your shell. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Getting in with a couple yeah, of weirdos. Uh-huh. Yeah. your personality on it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So when did you find out? Say like we're actually going to sign you. So just I, so I came back from my second trial um, a few months later, um, and we played. I only did like three or four training sessions, and we had a friendly game up at Lennox Town on a, like a Tuesday night on the Astro. And you know, I was again. I just I came with no expectation, no real understanding of what was going on, and played this game. And then at the end of it, my parents didn't even come. Like they kind of didn't really think it was a possibility, you know. So. Um, I was just there and after the try after the game, they took me up into like the boardroom at Lennox Town and the coaches or I just thought, oh, this must be where I get like my debrief. Yeah. And they told me like how it went and no, they just like basically said to me, like, we're really interested in 
and bringing you across. And I had a British passport because of my dad and everything, which made it a lot easier. But yeah, they just basically said to me like, how would you feel about coming over? We'll give you, we're going to give you a two year contract. And I was just like, oh did you do yeah. romantic go for it? Aye. Oh, like I just, I said, yes. I didn't even yeah. like, you know what I mean? It wasn't even a thought that was the way. What was it like two, what would it be like 250 quid a week or something? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it was a hundred pound a week, like expenses for the first year. What? Yeah. 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 That was it. Like it wasn't even like, because I actually, it was the reason I ended up playing for Scotland under 19s was because the Australian Federation actually blocked my transfer, like my international clearance. So I couldn't <clears throat> technically play or be signed for like the first year until, or like 18, until I turned 18. So um, like in like technically like competitive games, it ended up going away. But yeah, like I couldn't actually be on a contract until that had gone through. So I was just used to get hundred pound a week for the first. That's wild, yeah. God, that's mad. Yeah, a year on a hundred quid a week on the other side of the world. Mate, I used to have, I used to have to give, like, I didn't drive obviously any, and Tosh, I used to have to give like a tenner in petrol to Tosh for a week as well to drive me to train. Are fucking out of You still do a tenner? <laughs> yeah, I'm a cheeky bastard. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you, was there any time in that that year that you're just sitting there like a freezing day, like I could be sitting in Australia now with my pants on? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like being on a hundred quid a week and all that. And yeah. Listen. To be a football player is unbelievable, but did you ever think like, I just want to get home? I was quite, I had like a totally singular focus when I was younger, like yeah. until, even like up until the, even up until probably I was about 18, 19, I started to kind of go out in Glasgow and get a bit distracted. I was like. Distracted doing what? Jackson, <laughs> just Yeah, just yeah. causing ladies, carnage. Ladies, and, man, I put my settings up, I don't as Jackson. Was it, we used to wingmen on nights out? We went a few nights out, didn't we? I thought, you you left you left me high and dry a couple of times as well. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> One night, me and this guy sitting in uh, was it Mosquito or something downstairs in Bath Street, chatting away to a couple to a couple of girls. Slaying's like, I'm off to the bar, grab a couple of drinks. Trap door. Why? <laughs> Never <laughs> seen again. Scared of the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you trap door it? Mate, I, honestly, I, I, no joke. I think every single like night out, if you knew, if you, even when I stopped playing to know. Every single night, I'll say to somebody about talking to him. Smoke bomb <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Why? I love everybody knowing my mum. Would you know rather I went with the, the girls in Jackson? Hey, well, yeah. I don't know why I did it. I just, uh, I just felt, I think my head's thinking he's going to be in the left of the two bombing there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so you're stitching up? Aye. Uh -huh. I don't know. What about any other standout moments of this man? Uh, I can't remember when we first. Slay, do you remember one time me and you? Got took to do the lounge. Did you ever have to do the lounges? Oh at my Celtic Park? god! <laughs> what, if, you were, like, if you were like the 18th or 19th man, you'd have yeah, to go so, ahead. So, so me and you were the scuddies. So we'd come oh, in mate. for this. We were in the squad, but not on the bench. So we had to. <laughs> <laughs> Bad was that? You remember? We had to. Oh wow! We had to. Um, the lounges were on, but it was like a Q and A. <laughs> and then the boys in front. Maybe boys in the front were like, we fuming. Oh, it was, like, it was like, I fucking knew they'd send the kids. Maybe we'll start with big suits on. Maybe big club suits on with big ties. But I think, I'm, I'm sure we get, I don't know these things, but we were like, because I think we were like, nobody knows us. And then nobody we knows up, us. And then, but we thought, David really wants to hear this, but at least you'll get the odd person. But the general, the, the people are like, I've paid for this. <laughs> so you got people <laughs> genuinely like, this got these guys at the front, like, pissed as well. Yeah. Fuming, like, I fucking knew they'd send the kids in that. I mean, you were like standing there, absolutely crumbling. I, you were like, yeah, mate, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Mate, disgusting. But why like, did I, you do that to you? I know. Oh, mate, I was, to be fair, the guy, who was the guy who used to, he, pulled, he took us aside and apologised afterwards. Yeah. He was like, that mate, was... I'm saying to people, like, just, you just need to stick him up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying to people, 
fucking rubbish on That's amazing. Right? So, any change you do, Jack? Because even you came up to the reserve because I, listen, I, that you're on the reserve. Reserve changing was, I was the main focus. Right. That, do you know what I mean? And I, I'm just trying to, I can't even remember when you first came up, Jack, but you weren't there. You always were writing about it all, weren't you? I had a good, I had a couple of like really good spells. I suppose you do when you're a youth team player. It's a bit up and down, isn't it? You yeah. like very rarely, well, it, the ones that do go in straight away, like the Kieran Tierney's and the Forest. Yeah, the superstars. That's what I mean. They go yeah. in and play, and that's the way. Like even Cal McGregor, you know, went away on loan yeah. to Knox yeah. County and came back. And so we, it was a bit kind of up and down. But during my two like good spells, I got, you know, you had, you feel like you're in amongst it a bit, but I suppose in hindsight, you look back and you think the opportunities were always going to be limited. They were really strong in midfield at that time. Who did you look up to midfield? Like? Well, like that was the that was the time where it was like Ki Sung Yong, Wanyama. He was. Oh Ki Sung my Yong. God, he was amazing. Yeah. Um, Beram, uh, Joe Ledley, Scott Brown. Like they were very they were midfield heavy. Yeah. But I think that's why um, Neil Lennon actually kind of quite liked me. I was quite you know, combative, box-to-box, energetic. You know, those players were all kind of similar similar mm. in a lot of ways, obviously different qualities in between, but, um, you know, that's how I kind of my opportunities came around. But, I, mean, to conf- I mean, to play any game for Celtic with that midfield's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was quite, that's what I mean, to that time when I broke, well, I made my debut, like the start of that season. Like, I mean, as it, that was that time when we were in the squads and I was in most of the squads for the first kind of couple of months of that season. And it probably wasn't until my debut that that was when the nosedive kind of happened. So wait, sorry, just before we come to that, did you get into the first team squad on 100 quid a week? Nah, nah, I'd gone on to contract, I think it was on about few grand, three, yeah. 350. Right, so you, then you went up to the reserves? Yeah, but yeah. But he's not training one day and Alex Ferguson came in? Oh, oh my God. So you, what were you I, in the I, I was there, but I was injured. I was up at the next time, but I wasn't there, but I was there yeah. that day, so sitting we, in the canteen. You were and he was injured and you were fit. I was devastated. <laughs> Absolutely, I can't believe that. I can't uh, that, was, that was a bit of a glass ceiling moment when you something like that happens. And I bet. Tap on the shoulder in the canteen. What, Fergie tapped you in the shoulder? No, no, the gaffer, or like someone was like showing him, like just introducing was him it to Lenny? people. There wasn't many people there, was there? It was like a... No, it was a Sunday. It was, it was a, a Sunday. The game. Yeah, it was a Sunday. So he just like he must have just been coming in for food, and he just like introduced him, and I was just like, but then the absolutely worst, starstruck. Mate, the worst was fucking that day. Lennon and Sir Alex are up at Lennon's office, so you can see them for the training. But you I see so Lennon's so office, Lennon's office looked right onto the training pitch. So we were in the training pitch, and it was like, mate, I'm sure there was seven years right, and we're like, what was happening here? So because it was seven, Danny McGrain was taking it, and I think because it was seven, he wanted to make it like four v four, so he joined in. Does so Danny know that Fergie's watching there? I don't even know. <laughs> it was in a 4v4. <laughs> and we were, I remember it, it was a shambles because boys were obviously, it was almost like a ma- you're, you're picking up your own man. So boys are taking Danny on in that. <laughs> and Sir Alex is looking at the window and you're like, ah. so Lenny's probably like, ah, we've got a wrong new set up for that. And he's looking at what's going on here. Do you know what I mean? But I don't even know why Fair Game is up. Yeah, I don't know. I think you said there was a few big names that Lenny was bringing up before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Henry, Henrik, came, Henrik Larson came in one time as well. And there used to be, I used to get good like bodies coming in to watch. Yeah. You remember the first day you got called up? I always ask that on, on the show. Uh, you remember the first day you got yeah, called up? Yeah, I do, yeah. It was like a it was a day before a game actually, and they were doing like an eleven v eleven and um someone put someone dropped out in the warm-up and we were training on the bottom pitch. You know, you used to get that that shout that shout be like that walk seems like five minutes to get there then up to the first team. And they're, they're all obviously stopped and waiting and you're just like jogging over and everyone's looking at you and it's like oh. Just hide behind someone and hope, hope the ball doesn't come to so me. So who picked you to go up to train when somebody gets injured? Is it Lenny that shouts, 
We want Jackson or is nah, it the reserve manager? Nah, he'd have said, I need, we a, need one. a midfield. I need one for that. And he would have said, oh, on you go, like, go and do it. So did you get, did you need to stay in the reserves? And he went up. That's what I'm saying. We were all hiding. <laughs> That's why he got put up. Nah, was it six years old hiding? <laughs> yeah, like, nobody's TV was like, anyway, I got like, oh, oh, don't be stupid. We might have bought you. The first training session was he on you straight away. To be fair, he wasn't so bad. It was Alan Tomo. Tomo was, Tomo was, Tomo was bad, on. He? he was absolutely all over me. A couple of loose passes, and then straight straight away, it was like just on you like a on you like a rash. Did he? he get, was always. The did same. he give you the? It's a ball, not a bomb. Yeah, it's a ball, not a bomb. Yeah, he loved yeah, that one. Yeah, no, he yeah. loved that one. I remember one time we, used to, we were doing that. Around the center circle, just like a box. Mate, Remember that one? And on. you lose the ball, and the guys on either side, they go in with you. And Tom, I was on my left, and I was having a Chernobyl one day. And he, he, he keep coming in the middle of me. I thought he was going to tear my head off, honestly. He was absolutely fuming. That is the, you, you've done that one, and this, the, you're going to say, if you get away the two, mate, why just let you go in your Because <laughs> <circle? laughs> you're responsible for other people. You actually exactly. do. But see, when the circle, the, the circle starts, you actually do. And it's so sad. You actually look around the circle and think, I'm going to storm beside players that. I'm not going to shoot. But Jack will write on about. I want. Are we going on to the Hibs game? His debut. Yeah, debut. debut. Yeah. So was. When did you know you were going to part the squad? Was that the day before? Day before, yeah. Just um, so, so as I said, been in the squads. That was like I think it was. It was about September time, so it was like the first couple of months of the season. I'd been in most of the squads for the season, not always in and out off the bench, but hadn't had an opportunity yet. And um, yeah, so I was in the squad that day on the bench that day and um, yeah, so it's half time and Victor Wanyama um, had uh, hurt his thigh or something like that. And I was out after, I, I was out warming up at half time. And um, like, you know, it was, it was me and Lucas Saluska and we were just like, like literally just like lashing balls at each other, Damn. like at the side of the box, just like messing around. I hadn't even brought my jersey out. My jersey was like in the dressing room and um, no, sorry, I left it on the bench. And I got like, again, you get the, the curly finger like from the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, like, oh my God, no way. Like the heart starts going hundred yeah. mile an hour. Like I'm coming on here. Did any other subs any when you were running over? Yeah, a couple of just like all the best and that, but nothing, you know, it's, it's not a big deal to, to obviously to, to other players and stuff, but for yourself, honestly. Just, no, I mean, I think that is a, that's, that's a defining moment in your career. Oh, for, to, to make yeah, a debut. Uh-huh. Yeah, for me, like that's what I mean. That moment was like it's everything you worked towards, isn't it? As yeah. a young player, all the stuff you've been through and everything. And then you, you know, you played yourself. That was unbelievable. And yeah. so you go, do you need to go back into the dressing room before you come back out? Ah, uh, so I went into the dressing room, and then um, yeah, and then like he kind of just you didn't you didn't get no get, didn't get a whole lot of instruction. It was just kind of like go and enjoy it, you know. I actually remember, and you can take air after this, but so I... Re- sorry, where are you at this I'm on, I'm on the squad? I'm on the, be- I'm on the bench. Oh, I, you're on the bench I, as well? So you, on the I, half time, you're on the pitch on? I, I, I honestly thought that, because I think it was... It was the week before you made your debut. Aye, the week before. So right. I, thought, I thought I had a chance to, but obviously this was... Remember, after that I made my debut, it was the European game, mm-hmm. and I had forgot my passport. passport. So I was like, I, I, I still thought I had a wee chance of getting on. And then you got on, but... I remember sitting there. disgusted when he Devastated. <laughs> Desperate to have a nightmare. Um, no, not at all. But I remember, and you actually, mate, you were, you've done so well, mate, for your first game. But watching it just looks so nerve wracking, mate. See you at Celtic Park. Yeah. Every touch was like, please keep it or whatever. Yeah. But what happened, Jackal, was Hibs get back in the game. Yeah. They? So, yeah, so we were, we were 2 1 up, um, and uh, it was a, a bit of an innocuous kind of long ball over the top. and 
Mikel was playing center half, Lustig and Fraser, and they're obviously both looking up at this big high ball coming over the top, and they've just clattered into each other, and someone's gone and rolled it in the net. We ended up drawing two, which hey. absolutely battered them as well. Paddy yeah. McCourt had a, was unbelievable, just one of them days where it just wouldn't go in. Can I can I ask someone? Just got is he on your David? Did yeah. you go and look for the ball, or was it just get through this game? No, I was, I was. Are you dead? I was actually quite pleased with the way I, I, that it went, went for me. It, generally, it went. like um. My first, the first couple of touches were like I, I played a couple of passes and I thought, yeah, I'm going all right here, throw in, and someone's throwing me the ball. I've gone to bounce to back and pass it straight off the pitch. Oh, that was like my, but I've recovered, I Good, recovered man. from it, like done all right. And um, but then obviously, you know, again working with the gaffer, it was all about result on it. Mm. Like you know, and we came in and we chucked it basically, and it was absolute carnage in the dressing room. So talk his foot, right? He's walking in the dressing room. What does everyone sit down and then he Saturday comes in? Sits down, but what had happened was somebody get told before... Well, after they scored, wasn't it? Because they scored... Uh, they scored somebody said, get the food out of the changing room. But fucking whatever reason they've left all the sandwiches in. So I think James and Paddy McCourt are sitting facing the sandwiches right at the start. So the, the sandwiches get flipped. So what, Lenny flips them? Aye. Sure it was Lenny, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he flipped them up and... Pink Paddy, that's getting me on or let's just drip for the heat. And uh, and then but he went for a big phrase, big phrase going absolutely stinking, and then that was the one where he's went from for about ten minutes <laughs> and he's went to somebody else and went like that, but he's speaking about actually, well done, see you, and back to big you. phrase. But then he's he's had a wee pop at you as well. Ah, he? he had a pro- well, got, maybe a bigger, bigger I, than my pop. I, I got absolutely rinsed, yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Absolutely nowhere fucking near it. <laughs> Not even close. Like, listen, it's emotions obviously running high after the game, but I'm sitting there like, like oh my god. I've been told you're a fucking good drift team player. Yeah. No chance. <laughs> I was told you were you were ready in that. Absolutely no chance in that. Oh, I was like, oh. you know, you absolutely just in, the, in that moment you just like feel about that big. But the good thing about Lenny is, wouldn't matter if you're a young kid or whether you're Fraser Forster on the bench. Exactly, bit, mate. Anyone. Oh, every single. Oh no, every single player got it after that game, and and it wasn't personal. You know what I mean? Because I recovered from it, and I ended up coming back into the setup like the following season. Um, but yeah, that that was a but that wasn't a nice one. The thing where it was good, the scene. I mean, never once, even the heaviest one, when it was really full on never once did a player say anything you've got massive characters in that changing room so if, if they felt it was bad or out yeah, of order they'd have said something straight away no. they accepted it because they knew it wasn't good enough for Celtic yeah. um, that was bad it was horrible. did we Jamesy get it then? no he liked, he liked no, Jamesy Jamesy was always one that would kind of Jamesy would get like off wouldn't he? aye because I think when he was under pressure at the start when he first came in and I think I'm sure he was way behind Rangers and they went away to Kilmarnock and they were getting beat to us up and James he was the one that got them back then, in it and I think for then I think he'd be fair he always loved him didn't he yeah yeah no from the start remember he's like because he gave him his debut didn't he against because yeah. Tony Mowbray had left and yeah, that's he right. came in the end like caretaker to the end of that season he gave remember was it Motherwell yeah. he chipped the keeper unbelievable oh, frightening by John yeah. So did that affect you, Lenny Slaughter? You like that? How long did it take for you to get over it? To be honest, like, study on. To be, yeah, to, to a certain extent. I remember actually Gary Parker came and spoke to me afterwards and basically said to me, like, don't worry about it. It's not personal. It's just like, obviously emotions run high. And he said, like, you wouldn't be here if we didn't think yeah. there was something kind of there. You know what I mean? So that was kind of good to get that afterwards. Um, but yeah, I did. To be honest, that was at, the, at that point in that season, that was kind of where the European campaign really kicked off kind of 
into the yeah. September, that, October time. And Tony watched Goldie Barca? Yeah, it was, was about it? a month later, yeah. It just shows you that, I mean, like, the, the youthy was getting a chance. Yeah, he was. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. but yeah, but a lot of, lot of the guys were playing, absolutely. Um, Philip Twardik was probably the most unfortunate. He, he was a good he, player. He got about three or four starts in the build-up. And then uh, remember, they went away, they were going away to was it Moscow or somewhere like that, and it was an AstroTurf pitch qualifier, and they trained on it the day before, and he'd done his hip or something like that and missed the rest of the season, like, in that stage where he was playing but a lot of young boys a lot of guys from my youth team made their debuts like obviously resi yeah. boys around that time but i always think your first manager is so important as well see because lenny was so hard on you see your career after that you can accept criticism for any manager yeah. basically yeah. after that yeah. stand you in good stead for the rest of your career yeah you? no as i say he was um like the end of that i basically that rest of that season was a bit of a ride i got a bad injury around like november time that basically put me out for the rest of the season anyway um but i'd already fallen away from it by that point but it was the, the start of the following season when we, um, I played in the Under Twenty World Cup in the summer for Australia, like captain of Australia Under Twenty wow. World Cup, which was massive for me, like um, at that time. And then you came back for pre-season, started really well. That's when we played Liverpool, um, and that was probably in that moment. That was when I felt like it was almost like a turning point. Um, but he, again, he spoke to me after the game and said to me that it was it was a better it was a better idea for me to go on loan at that point rather than stay and play. Uh, stay and try and be involved when there was yeah. still a lot of players in front of me. Um, and that's when I, I ended up going alone after that. But I did, as I say, I rec- kind of recovered from that situation. Do you ever think, like, I wish I had stayed and no went out alone? I don't, listen, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You look back and think, oh, what if? Yeah. But to be honest, I don't think I was anywhere near ready. Like, Do you know not? Nah, I don't think so. Like, I think I had, there was, as you say, there was parts of my game that were coming on strong around yeah. that time, but I, I hadn't played enough. I had mm. to go and play. And that first year was a bloody eye-opener as well. What about, see, when you were in the first team, you were the same. What players did you like, personally? Who was good to you? Paddy was great. Paddy McCourt was like, although he was the hardest on you on the pitch, wasn't he? He didn't, nah, want, to, didn't want to be on Paddy's team, but small sideies, he would absolutely tear you apart if you were crap. But he was really, like, great with you off the park. Charlie was really good. Um, listen, I didn't really have, like, close relationships with many of the senior boys, like, which is funny in hindsight. People talk about, did guys take you under their wing? I didn't really have that kind of relationship yeah. with any of the players during that time. Big Mistorovic. Big Dan. Talks Good judge that. of character he is. Talk. Like you too. He liked you. He didn't me. like you. Despise me. What would you Can do? Can The gym ball. <laughs> Slap. Give me that. <laughs> I'm sitting doing crunches on a gym ball. He's like, give me that. And I was just about to go lala, roll it at him. And then if it was like, no chance. But he was a... Man. But he liked him. He was, he was like a movie villain. Oh, mate, he used to have these big mitts, eh? And he used to come up to me like a train and just put his big hand on the back of, like, the back of my neck and head and just be like, yeah, I like you. Good player. And I just used to be like, oh, bloody hell. Don't rip my head off. Yeah. He was a good bloke, though, but he was absolutely terrifying, wasn't he? See how, like, Paddy would say would be the one that would be on you all the time. Who would be the one that, would, if you'd done something well, would be the first to go, oh, well done, lads? Was there, was there anyone like that? Was Brainy like that? Nah? No, no. Don't think, don't think anybody really no. was. No, they weren't that kind of. They weren't really that kind of group, were they? No, at that but time. I, no, but I think it was the kind of way though. I never got the feeling of with me, but I think you, you would. You'd have almost felt knew I'm part of this. See if they kept saying to me, "Maybe oh, you're doing well, not that." Yeah, you yeah. Felt. I don't know. I don't know because I think that has changed now, though, hasn't it? Well, that's what I, that's, it's funny you say that. That's exactly like, although I look back at those moments in my career, I never actually really felt like I was 
proper in, in it, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I, I probably never, I, I wasn't, and it's because of that kind of feeling. You never really felt like you were a part first team of the player. group, eh? Like never a first team player, which is a good thing because it keeps you on your, toes. on your toes all the time. But also, yeah, it was difficult to then be really comfortable when you went into those situations, like, because you never felt like I'm supposed I'm part of this. I'm supposed to be here, you know. Yeah. Just thought you were filling in. So we used to together for quite a bit of it. Going up to I, I used to drive, we used to drive together up to training, right? So when me and Tosh moved out of Diggs, we moved in together in the West End, and you were obviously just down the road. So we used to. Um, we spent all Diggs. We went back. We went to Champ- what's the Champions League. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We spent a lot of time together. What was that like in the changing room? What were you like? I uh, just tell the punters. <laughs> tell the punters. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Obviously, center of attention all the time. You and it was you and Tosh. To be fair, you were like a bloody double act. Well, would they wind people up, or was it just one one liners and? No, winding people up. But you you weren't you weren't too bad with the players. The physios used to get an absolute torrid time from you. Remember the Daves and that they used to they used, they used to get a, a rinse off you guys. <laughs> but no, nah, you you weren't too bad. Did you ever go for any first team players? Now, always just the reserves. No, well, but, no. You had you had one little incident, didn't you? Has that been told with Andre? No, uh, but, uh, hi Andre. I tell mean, it, tell it for your side. <laughs> So uh, Tra- Andre had a obviously a sensitive temperament when it got on the pitch. That's to say the least. He was yeah. uh, he was an angry, angry man. And uh, on the well, training every pitch, day he was angry. Huh? Angry. Oh, do, do, do you remember one time we had a resi game and um, somebody like he was sitting over by like the the bit where like the tape and stuff like and all the scissors and all that stuff are. And someone just went, "Oh, Andre, chuck me some tape." And it was, what do you mean, Andre, chuck me some tape? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> sorry, mate. Can I please have some tape? <laughs> That's probably that. The silence, mate, the silence of the change room. He walked in, man, it was unbelievable. All the boys were like, no, hey. I, I, used to, I used to drive him home as well, like, because he lived in the West End as well. And he was actually, he was so sound. But he just had this, like, little switch. And it just, honestly, if you caught him on that wrong moment, but you, one day at training, I can't remember what happened. You, mouth, what? big mouth again. Oh, did you see it? A big mouth. You and Keatsy winding him up. Well, because we were we were doing a possession thing, right? Keatsy took the worst touch ever, right? So I was gone because of that bad a touch. I think, or it was I knew it was away, but I don't know what the two were laughing. So like Andre's pulters, like saying like you're fucking training. What are you laughing at? So we were on the like as if we're taking a picture. Well, just laughing at that moment. I mean, who are you fucking talking to? <laughs> I mean, they see something again, and two's kind of squared up, but. I, you know in training it, it's, it's squared up but he was coming for you like all the boys hold me back hold me back but then yeah, they separate ta- oh, mate, this is on, the most bizarre ever because what had happened was then we have walked we did the back pitch so it's about mate, a five minute walk to get into the changing room so Stevie Frail's in the middle of us too <laughs> we're walking the other side to Stevie Frail going into the training ground and what's he oh. saying to you so Stevie Frail's like ah, that's enough name it right so Steve goes like to me you're in the first team physio room Remember they were opposite ends of yeah, like, uh, first team physio and the reserve. Yeah, yeah. So me, I go into the first team physio room, right? And I'm just looking at the, uh, and I see Stevie walking back into the pitch. <laughs> like, what's he doing? <laughs> so he's on. no guarding Andre. He's no guarding it. So I'm just, I know it's going to happen. I know he's going to take a wee wonder. And I'm sitting swinging in a chair. Anyone else in the physio room, were you? Jamesy. Jamesy was in and Tosh and all. Right. And uh, just, mate, a couple of minutes later, I met Andre's. Swaggered in the door, mate. He's like, Do you want to go for it now? And I went like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk my career on you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, oh, mate, shambles. As soon as he walked out of that room, he walked straight down and he was in there. Come on, then. Oh, and you would shut up. Shut up. Oh, understandably as well. Do you think he would be 
Why oh, I wouldn't have. have I wouldn't have Did you not know say he would uh, the coaches but, but, about as well? City. Oh yeah, he would He would have a nibble. Yeah. I don't want him. I see the coaches changing him six after training. We'll lock the door and see what happens. <laughs> see, did you, did you play in his trial game against Rangers? We played Rangers in a resi game at Lennox. Uh, he was unbelievable. unbelievable. Like it was a proper Rangers team as well. Like as in first team, first, first team that weren't like, um, and he was actually like so good. We were like, oh my god, this guy's unbelievable. That's how he. Came but he played in a few games, didn't he? I, yeah, 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 he did. I mean, his first game, he scored an own goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, up at Patodri. I have to slap well done. No, that was unlucky, isn't it? Up at Patodri. <laughs> no, he was like, that's what I mean. He was, he was, as I say, he had a sense, he was a bit of a temperament on him. But Did you ever have any tussles with the first team, any fights or anything? Nah, he's no. a lover for no fight. Nah, I've, I've never been, uh, I've never been in a scrap in my life, but I did uh, the, the summer that I grew my hair. Um, I came back and Bruni was threatening to buddy hold me down and, and chop it, and chop and chop it off. Which they did. remember McKinley, the video guy. They did it to him, didn't they? He had, this, he had long hair and they it, chopped it. I had chopped it out, and I literally—that's the closest I came to like not turning, but just being like, "You will absolutely not do that." Mm-hmm. Like that would have been that would have been a step. So too you didn't know this and filming my name is in all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's your, I've been thinking you look like. I should have done that. He's a Jason handsome Luke. guy as well. No, he's all right. No, I'll take that. And um, did they, did, did they pick Kelly or did you? They did. Well, oh. they said to me, Kelly, want you kind of thing. Um, and like for me, it was like looking at a loan move like as a youth team kind of player to go and play SPL. first team SPL yeah. like was an no, absolute no-brainer. Um, yeah, so no, I went in and it did not go well. Did it not? Safe to say. No, it was in the beginning. I, I think I won them over by the end. I won the fans over in the end. But it did not. So I came in, and again at that time I'd been kind of been. Lenny used to like playing me centre half as well. He used to he used to switch me and Effie in games, like in preseason, and um, sometimes he'd just be like, "You two just just because you used to like try and play Effie in midfield." Oh, so if you were playing centre mid, just to both of you switch, we'd right? just switch, okay. and I'd go back to centre half, yeah. and he'd go into midfield. So um, so yeah, so I, I started off playing a couple of games centre half, but I think like my second game for Killy was on on the telly on the first game on. Sky or whatever it was against Motherwell and I was playing left centre half and guy gets the byline and drills one across the box and I've gone to like clear it with my left foot just fresh aired it completely and guy just taps it in behind me got beat 2-1 and just honestly I I just I really struggled I played right back played um, all sorts actually when I was at Killy around that Christmas time so do you remember that old owner at Kilmarnock the fans absolutely Michael Johnson yeah the fans were just absolutely it was around that time and uh they the fans were refusing to buy like all the merchandise and stuff from the club because they wanted him out. So they they started their own magazine, their own like fanzine. So we've turned up around Christmas time and they've started they've got the Killy fan magazine like everywhere all over the place. And we were struggling as well. And they they were, didn't really like the manager and everything. And they had it was the Killy the front cover was the Killy pantomime, and it was uh, Alan Johnson and Sandy Clark as the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> And then they the, the, the photoshopped my face onto the donkey oh, and then into the. Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, that no. Really that young boy. I've, kept, I've, I've still got it. I kept it. Did you keep it? Yeah, I kept Oh, unbelievable. What, and used it like, as motivation? Oh, it was just so funny. Yeah. Like, literally, the, the, like, could you be more subtle with what you think of me? They've actually put my face on the donkey. But oh, honestly, mate. that was that, that was how that first six months went. Oh, mate, but that, I think a lot of people... With your Celtic debut debate went, and then obviously the way that stuff. Went. 
a lot of people could go the opposite way, couldn't they? Yeah, and fold. And, and fold. Mm. You've obviously used it in Lanfield. Yeah, listen, it was that's what I mean. These are the moments that are kind of defining for you, I guess, in a lot of ways. Like you can either just go into your shell and crumble completely, or, or go and like make make something of it. But as I say, I, I pushed through, and we had some. That Kelly dressing room was actually. We had some really good characters, obviously like Boydie, um, Craig Sampson, Midge. Midge Galvin. Midge was following me about. I went from Kelly, we went to Ross County together as well after. Uh, Barry Nicholson, Sammy Klingen. Good um, dressing room. Yeah, Manny Pascali. Experienced players. Yeah, like Alexi, Eremenko, like really good dressing room. So Eremenko. Best player in a box you've ever seen. In the boxes, is he? Oh my God, his feet were incredible. Alexi was... But he just was so unbothered. I on. played against him, but he was ridiculous. But Lazy no tracky backy, mate. No, at all. No, no, mate, no, no, no. We had Chris Boyd up top, Alexia Romenko in the tent. No, and the, whole, <laughs> no, the ultimate non-pressing front two. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> trying to press the front. Mate, that's why I think that's why I ended up doing they so went, much. I know, they wonder you had so much defending <laughs> no, the fucking yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, no, they they left us with a lot of hard work. Those two, but I think Boyd scored about twenty-five goals that yeah. season. Got went back to Rangers, and Alexi was. Oh, he was so good, but he just—he he was not bothered at all. I think all. that's why young kids should go on loan. No, because you go to Day Brilliant. It's also the opposite side. If you didn't have Day Brilliant, mm. it's a wee bit of arse to say, right, yeah. I'm not coming down a level and I'm not doing well. I need to fucking work yeah. hard to it again. Yeah, yeah. To even make a career. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. that reality check. No, no, oh, because when you make your debut for sale, you ain't you're brilliant. Yeah, you ain't But then you go and get that wee reality check. Yeah, and, you and, you, and football. yeah, and you realise like it's not you week in week out. You yeah. got to perform. Yeah. There's pressure, and like we were in um. The relegation battle with like for most of that season and it came down to the last game at easter road actually and um whoever lost that game went into the the playoff and hibs ended we won body scored we won one nil and hibs ended up going and getting relegated um but like i remember before that game like boys were like sitting like like praying and like pick like you know what i mean and it was like really really intense like I suppose when you're a kid on loan and you think, oh, I'm just going to go back to Celtic next summer. Yeah. You don't realise these boys playing for yeah, careers, livelihoods, like the, 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 the pressure. It's a real, real eye-opening moment for, for young players. But So we went into that game, actually, Alexi. They'd said to us before the game, like, no one's booking holidays or anything. You know, we're in this playoff. We're going to go and we'll make sure we stay up and everything like that. And, you know, because obviously the playoffs were another couple of weeks or whatever. And as we played, so we, we won the game, but over to the fans, celebrating get back in the dressing room Alexi's in shorts and a t-shirt with his suitcase lads I'm off to Thailand <laughs> <laughs> but I hear it man boys weren't even off the park yet and he's off he's oh, off to Thailand man. Midge I remember Midge I had Midge on Snapchat when he was at Kelly do you remember he was he brought his phone on the bench at Kelly and he oh. was Snapchat in the, in the warm up oh mate that was man, that, I think I was injured at Swindon it maybe was and I got, I got a Snapchat to Midge at like down the touchline, mate, doing sidesteps and that with his Snapchat <laughs> open. Well, fans would have been there, obviously. Uh-huh. Oh, mate, he was, yeah, was he, he hiding it for them? No, he wouldn't have cared, mate. Nah, nah, his head, he's, I think his head was flying at that point because he wasn't playing, but yeah. it was, oh, he was he's, everyone, yeah, you What's the first time you thought, what the fuck, who, what is this guy? Did, <sighs> he, did he do something in particular? You, you thought, what is this? Yeah, like, he was just, it, it was, with Midge, you know what, it's, like, it's just constant. Yeah. It's like 24-7, it just, there's no off button, like, and again, having not been in like a senior dressing room full time and not really understanding like what it was like, some some of the this, this stuff that these guys were up to and it was just like, this is absolute carnage. Did he like, poo in your shoe? Did he put it in my shoe? No, did he poo in your shoe? Oh, did he poo in my shoe? No, he didn't, but he, uh, just about everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Was, was it just a pure wind-up merchant or was it just no right? Or it, I, I'm, I'm never actually sure, if he is right or he is just 
Put it like no, put it I wind up. Because there was times you're like, he's at the wind up, and then could you like, a... like he's like Jackson says, it's not like he does something one day, mate. Now he doesn't do it for another. It's every it single is minute, every constant. day, he's doing something to somebody. Yeah, and see, see when there's someone there <laughs> to see when there's someone there to like fuel him as well. Like if he's got a, a, partner. a partner. See when we went, like we'll obviously talk about county later, but up there. Craig come. Jesus Christ. Right, we'll come to you because I, I seen you two on a Christmas do mate, and it was like even I thought it was too much. <laughs> mate, you're fucking too much, man. Did you have something like that at Kelly? Nah, that, no. was, that was the thing. Like, um, see, at that time, the older boys they ran that club, like training everything. Like, you know, the gaffer and that were, like, the, as I say, Boydie and that they absolutely they made they called the shots at that club absolutely at that time. So it was, it was player led environment. Hearts at Unboxing Day, one of our rare like we won four 0 at Hearts Unboxing Day, unbelievable. Came in, obviously everyone was absolutely buzzing, like what a result that is. <laughs> Midge, I don't know what he did. Like he had the um, second goalkeeper, he had like his hair gel or something. And like, I don't know if he like went up to him and like put his hair gel like down his face from like that. But this guy was a bit of a, he was a nutter as well, mate. We've just beat Kelly. We've just been hearts 4-0 away from home. And Midge, he's got Midge up against him. <laughs> by his throat like everyone's like whoa what's going on here and they're just like everyone was just gone mad and stuff and just oh, I don't know getting back home exactly. we'll get back on you missed it was it uh, what about Boydie what was he like in the dressing room I know he said he ran stuff he was, but he, yeah, he, he was like he was tough on the young like not tough but because Kelly had some good young players coming through at yeah. that point as well and um, but he was like he, he, yeah, he was tough on you, but in a good way. Like he was quite supportive and everything. And he was playing so well that season. Mm. Like his finishing was incredible. Um, I think I was just amazed by his desire to score goals. Like I've never, I've, I don't think I'll, I've ever worked with a, a striker since with that uh-huh. instinct. And used to be doing like shoot, like doing a shooting drill. The boys at uh, Hibs wind me up about it because I always go on about rebounds. I've done it every club I've ever been at. And it's because of Boydie. You do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you when, you do, when you do a shooting drill, mate, someone would have a shot. And it would like get parried, and Boyd would come out of the, out the queue and just run up and just smash it in the back of the net. But I just like goals, 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 constantly hit the, about hitting the back of the net. Like it was that was just his singular. Focus. See when like, you were at Kelly, so training wise, obviously if you played centre half a couple of games, would you come up against Boyd in training? Yeah, he, we want a trainer. No, he wasn't a trainer. No. We want a trainer. No, right. no, no, no. I was like, match days with everything. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from like stay away from that kind of side of things with training. He wasn't really bothered. Just on a Saturday, you just knew he was going to score. Yeah. So did you go back, go back to say like after Kelly? Yeah. So again, kind of think funny. I think timing works out because um, Neil and left at the end of that season, and Ronnie Dealer came in, and uh, that was basically the end of me at, at Celtic. Like, Why? He just he basically just wasn't interested. Eh? So um, did he get to, did, what was that due to training sessions that you had with him, or just you, as soon as you went back, he said you're yeah, ba- basically basically say just like, and at least he was honest with me. Just basically said you're not in my plans. I still went. I still went away a couple of played a couple of preseason games that time was kind of floating around but he just he just wanted as he'd made it clear to me that I wasn't in the in the plans at that point so it was just about going out again and I still had two years left on my contract at that at that time as well so well like 18 months or something like that so tell me you got paid up sorry tell me you got paid nah, up no nah, they just they just they, I think they wanted to get me on loan so they could sell me which eventually happened what uh, was it was he was he the, the short time up and was he good Ronnie Tyler um Definitely. I think I just think the job was too big for him, eh? I think I think he was a I think he was a decent coach. He's got like his record coming in, the success he had with that club and everything. But I think the job was just probably too big for him, eh? Um, 
in a lot of ways, especially coming off the back of Neil Lennon yeah. going into like a into that environment. I just it didn't um I just didn't really work for him. Sometimes it just happens at football, doesn't it? Like you just go somewhere and it doesn't quite click. Now you're first Juliet, there's no way you'd ever heard of Ross County. Ross County, dingwall, mate. Never in a million years. So who comes to you and says you're going to Ross County? Is that an agent or Brian McGregor? The chairman well, called me. Phoned you. Phoned me at four o'clock on deadline day. So I've been I've been obviously binned off at Celtic. I was Siberia. Siberia, nowhere near it. Me and Dirk Barrichter doing volleys at the side of the pitch oh. during. <laughs> you know, That's like you do you do the warm up, they'd hand out the bibs for the games, and they'd be like, me, Dirk Barrichter, Stefan Skepovic. And someone else just at the side, like doing volleys. Oh, that's so disturbing. Right. Worse, it's abs- it's there's nothing worse than football in that. No, it is. And you just like. Was it him that told you? Was him that told you to go? Fucking forced me to go on it. I'm sitting there. Derek Barrector. Fair go, is that no joke? Really? I was kind of getting to it with legal reasons coming on. Surely that side, right? Surely he'd have went to Amsterdam, didn't we? You know what I'm saying? No, he's classy flat, isn't he? He's Venice. Surely there'd be that side. I was there the night, though. Before, wasn't there? Like the what the night? Yeah, the night before. What are you? Well, maybe in the. Uh, I think I saw you. I did see that night. Yeah. I, I was cut about. I remember we went the day I got released. We said I remember that we went mm. Fernando's and mm. I was greeting that. Mm. And I wait a minute. <laughs> I was heartbroken. You were all shy, but you were so. Wait, you get released for sale. It's in your papers. It was, it was, it was out of nowhere. That was like. like How oh, is that bizarre? Was that you got to tell us about. Never told. It's about Jacko in it, but ah, it's a bit both years, isn't it? It's the same sort of thing. Oh well, I'll just I'll just say quick. No, but now I obviously get like Guabi's. Uh, Lenny brought me up and. But it'd be bizarre because I don't even think it was meant to happen. So you going to Lennox Town that they used my together. You never had any inclination that you were No, it was the last day of the window in January. And it was Is this not... the same window? Sorry, no, is this the nah. same window you leave, right? I said, no, no. Sorry. No, it's different. And it was the last day of the window, wasn't it? And it, so it was nothing and we trained. We trained that day. So nothing when you, nothing happened and I think I can't remember, I think it was Chris McCart said the manager might to speak to you. So then he spoke to me and said, uh, you've got like six months left in your contract, but you're no, you're no ready for my first team to play every week, but you're too good for the reserves. So you should go out and find a team, almost. But then for the next, I don't know what happened, but then the next half an hour I was signing papers to go. But then, so then I'm doing the, the toilet and floods of tears and the cleaners try to bag Edwina. No bag Edwina, Edwina. She's banging doors, she went, you're right, pal. She's like, ah, worry about it. But I was just, I was just an emotional guy, you know what I mean? So I was greeting her. So then I went back up. So I've stayed in for about half an hour um, and tried to get myself so I wasn't looking if I was greeting. Do you know what I mean? Because I was yeah. back up to see the gaffer. So I went up and uh, I went in, mate. And uh, as soon as I, he was like, she's like, you've been really good, not that as in, no, I've been good for him, but just in general. And uh, I burst out greeting again. We kept greeting. But then I don't know what, I, I can't what remember. What was when you were greeting? I think he, I, mean, I genuinely know just saying it. No, I was kind of looking as if, but why is he greeting? Do you know what I mean? Like, why are you greeting? But um, I don't know, but it was most. I, I, and then you just went, did you just come down and tell him and you just went to Nando's? No, nah, I, I, I think I was actually out alone at that point, but I was uh, still in. When I remember we met at Nando's that day, and I no. fucking don't think I spoke to him. Ah, I know. It's tough times, isn't it? He's been not, through not, a lot. Not, not, a funny, not a great and funny story, that one, to be no, honest. Well, that no, one, but it's, it? good to, it's good to hear that side of you as well. Oh, well, listen, that's what I mean. Like, I head lost my eye. No, go, he's going to say something good to you. What? What were you going to say about him? You going to say something about no, him? I was just going to say, like, to be fair, it was, as you said, what we're talking about, like, when you're part of that group together, you know what I mean? It's You go through, like, that kind of, those diff, those difficult moments are pretty intense. The worst, the worst thing what I've done was, and I didn't know this, but I had already played for two clubs. So when I left, I couldn't go to a club for six months. Right. Where, where'd you go on? Where, where, where'd you been? MK Dons? 
you know, I think it was, I think it was because I'd made my debut for Celtic. Ah, you played. That's right. right. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even know that really existed. See, you shouldn't even be released. The club should look at that. I That's know. what I mean. That's a stitch up from an administrative point of view, isn't it? That's nothing yeah. to do with you. I think it was just crap. a complete mess up. And I'd say like we'd never have tried to do that. Do that. that. Somebody should have looked just at that. Just a complete mix up. Um, mm. What a nightmare. Uh, anyway, sorry for talking about me, no, guys. That's all right. no, it's, it's good to fine. hear. Uh, so sorry, Roy McGregor, I phoned you that last day. Yeah, so I, I had an agent at the time and I think it like, probably had a lot to do with my struggles at Killy. I could not get a loan move, like, again, because he obviously told me quite early on I could go. Yeah. And just no, no one, one no, no one would touch me, eh? Um, so obviously I was getting quite worried about, your wor- fear. worried about it and thinking, like, am I going to be kind of 20, 21 playing you know, resi football, like nowhere near it. You know, I don't know. It was because he was too old for the three years of always with Berrickton. That'd have been a nightmare, right? <laughs> That'd have been tough. <laughs> um, but so it was deadline day, and Ross County had had a horrendous start under Derek Adams. I think they'd gone like lost the first seven games, um, six games or something like that. And I got a phone call, yeah, about four o'clock in the afternoon on deadline day, sitting in the house, and um, he was like, Jackson, it's Roy McGregor, chairman of Ross County. Called me directly. I don't know how he got my number. But it was just like, love for you to come up to Dingwall and um, yeah, for the season. I was like, can you make it six months? <laughs> Did you say six months? Because uh, I, I, was, like, I, was, I was like a Glasgow boy at that point. I didn't really want to leave. Like yeah. my mates were there. Like I, that's where I lived. That's where I'd grown up, I suppose, at that time. I didn't really want to leave Glasgow, especially when things weren't going great. Um, so if you done a drive, how would you get, how would you then get up to Ross County? No, I did. I did that at that point. No, I did at that point. So I drove up. I, I drove up and by the way. Couldn't add Germany as well. Did you have that single drive, drive up that course, mate? Course, I, still had, I still had that at Hull. Did you? Like, did you? Like, I had that for about seven years, six or seven years. Fuck, I used to be embarrassed. I used, to par- <laughs> I, used to, I used to park it next to Chris Martin's McLaren. Oh, <laughs> so was, was uh, Jim McIntyre in it? Yeah. So, yeah, there was no manager at the oh, time. Right. So that's why Roy well, called that's me. That's a bit of a risk to me. Go up with a new manager, no doing well. Bottom of the league, no, like, as you say, it was a bit of a massive gamble in a lot of ways, like, totally out of your comfort zone. Um, and I went in, and Jim McIntyre and Billy Dodds came in about a week later. Um, but the first game um, was just a, like the caretaker t- took us for the first game. And then, yeah, and that was me. And then that's where I kind of started to grow into my own a lot that season. They recognized that that was my position, you know, that central midfield, box to box. We, we we toyed with a few different formations, but when we came to that 4-4-2 towards the back end of that season, we brought in Martin Woods and Paul Quinn in kind of round there. And they were like, they were so on and off the pitch. They were brilliant with me. Yeah. And Boise turned into a different animal at like the second half of that season as well in terms of the player he became. And we just, everything kind of clicked. We were actually, the back end of that season, after how bad we were, we were the most informed team in any top division in Europe. Wow, we went like we won like 12, 11 or twelve games in a row. So what was we it? Had, we, had, we had eleven points on Valentine's Day, and we finished the season like, and we won like ten games. So in what a row. was it, Jim McIntyre? I done just got a settled side. We got it. We just, good, we just we got a we got the formation right. right we got yeah. it all. It just and you know and it came. We brought in Rafa Devita. Brought in a few Clear. players as well. Midge was playing well. Brought in Rafa. Brought in Marcus Fraser in the January. A lot of changes in the in the January. But once it all came together, um, yeah, we were just like. And then we followed, we obviously took that form into the following year as well. Yeah. But yeah, the loan season, that's kind of, yeah, it pushed me back into that position. They then, they then bought me in the, in the summer. Do you think that's what made you? That Ross County? Aye. Absolutely. 
yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Like that, that second, so the back end of that first year, going into that second year was like, that's what pushed me from being just like what I thought it was going to be, hopefully just try and make a career in a game yeah. to having an opportunity to push on and play yeah, at a higher absolutely level. Absolutely flying there. Did you play against them at Ross County? Uh, they no, but like he says, they were just well drilled, horrible. But horrible. Against horrible to play against. He was horrible to play against. I, am just, <laughs> I was having a bad time at a Dundee. I got a starter on it and he just ran me into the ground, mate. Mate, I'm... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, I remember we played Killy at Killy like about a few games into that season and Lee McCulloch played center mid for them that day and I just had I was just having one of them days it was just like working it was just happening for me and I think he got the hook after about 35 minutes I don't think he played again after that that was his last game I think he's told that on here has he I, oh, retired, I, I think that was his, I think that was his last and we I was just it was just everything again everything was just clicking it was just running off people and you know, actually, that game. Remember, boy Gordon. What was his name that used to do the Killy videos? Mad guy that used to do. Oh, the, Gordon Sawyer. Gordon Sawyer. That was that game before when we pumped them that day. That was, that when was he the, started. the first video, and he was like fucking Jackson Elvin, fucking <laughs> strolling the boot. He was shite when he was here last season. <laughs> 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 but your mate Paul Quinn. Aye. I've been on a coaching course with Paul Quinn. Funny, funny guy. Aye, he's he's mental in a changing room, isn't he? Yeah, like, uh, not only did we have a mental changing room, we had a mental changing room up there with nothing, nothing else to, to do. do. Like, and I think that's part of the mentality of Ross County of when they do have success. You, you need to get that bit yeah. right because you spend so much time together because there's nothing else to do, um, really. Like, obviously, it's a beautiful place to live and everything, but for young people, yeah. there's just nothing happening. So we spent, like, we used to stay at training until three, four o'clock and then go and get a coffee and then go out like, for, dinner, for dinner and, you know, we were just together all the time. Yeah. Mate, what a team that was. Uh, uh, Liam Boyce was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he good? Boyce? So Boyce, again, was like, you just, like, I'm sure he's got no problem with me saying it, but he lost loads of weight around that time. Like, he became, like, physically, he still, he maintained what that strength that he had, but in terms of his fitness and the level he, they pushed him to, 
and it, he just became a totally different player. And he was, at times, he was unplayable. He scored a hat-trick, I remember, at St. Mirren, the back end of that season, and he scored one of the... If, if you see that scored in any other league in the world, this ball's coming over his shoulder and he takes like his first touch, chopped back, like yeah. megged Jim Goodwin with his touch and then just smashed it in the far side. It was actually like... He's a king of the chop, isn't he? Watch. He's got oh, a great chop. Amazing great chop. Great roll over the ball. Huh? Like yeah, this, no, he's, he's one, of the, one of the best. Do I talk about it next, Matt? I'm, not, I'm, I'm allowed to talk about him. He plays for Hearts now, aren't I? I thought That's what he does, huh? He'll yeah. be coming up against him next year. Yeah. Do I talk about the next question? Well, why don't we, uh, just while we're on the, the dressing room tour, uh, can you tell I've mentioned Craig Curran's story? God, how many <sighs> of them are going to be appropriate, to be honest? The first, one of the, Craigie, just used to go in, like, if you'd done a shot, he'd just, like, climb into the cubicle and just get underneath you and just fish it out. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, go and then go and, like, chase, go and, like, chase, chase, chase people with it and stuff. Like, I'm saying can't have a pint on a Sunday and the Christmas do it, and they, like he says, they're chasing people about the... It's, <laughs> it's, her, it's horrific. But I'll tell you, I can tell you a couple of stories that are, that are probably more appropriate. Craigie, so we were out on a, on a night out once in... Um, these, this was just standard. Like, it's not even crazy. It's just stuff they used to do all the time. So we were out on a night out and, um, and obviously I've always been kind of renowned for my gear in terms of it's not quite the norm. So we were sitting in this bar in, in Inverness, just like, a, again, there's, like, there's no real... It's not mental because it's in Vanessa. So we're just sitting around drinking and um, Craigie and Midge just come up to me and literally just rip all my clothes <laughs> off me in this bar. Like, just grab my... So I had like, you remember the, the, the knee holes in my yeah. jeans, like a few rips. And he's literally just come up to me and just grabbed me and just ripped my two, the two legs off my jeans. I had a shirt on, pocket, ripped, ripped, ripped. And I just sat there. And I had a, oh, I had a burger because we, we were getting food in the pub. And he just got like that and picked up my burger and just like smushed it and just like <laughs> threw it. And I'm, I'm just sitting there like, what, like what, what, what has possessed you to just lose your mind and do this to me? Like, was there a lost one out there to them? Nah, they were as bad as each, each other. Bad as each other. They were bad as each other. But like they were, yeah. Craigie was crazy. Like we went around one night and um, went to his flat. And he walked in the door, there was about, you know, full team, about six or seven or eight of us, whatever. And he said, there's one rule. You can go to the toilet everywhere except the toilet. So boys are in like vases and like in his fireplace and like going <laughs> He's probably renting that house as well. It's not even his. No, it's a, it's a rental <laughs> as well. Like. People would oh. do that. People would do that to somebody who's to wind them up. But he's actually telling boys to do to his house. But the thing, the thing was, he'd wake up on the Sunday morning and cl- and like clean his whole place and be like, oh, "What's was that? What was that? Your scouts are coming, weren't they? Yeah, scouts. Yeah. Imagine we, we, even when we were younger, like we've got Nando's or KFC or something. One of the boys would be ordering his food, mate, and a big, huge line of queue. And Mid, you'd see Midge staring at him, and you know he's got, he just jumps up, mate, in Nando's, and he'll just run and just two foot some kind of in the queue. In the queue. What does he just no switch off? <laughs> I, I used to just love with Midge in the warm up. Like obviously, sports science always comes out early, sets up the sets up the drills, like the hurdles and the poles and everything. We just go and be doing like the lap around the pitch, and Midge and just run through and just just, just destroy the warm-up like it used to remember used to like to put all the balls next to the boxes yeah. and he'd just run in and two foot <laughs> balls everywhere mate, he was doing that at Cel- training with Celtic's first team at 17 and 18 year old oh like, so funny Gordon Stratton mate 
Biggest, one of the biggest managers in terms of being set up and mid you just run over and boot everything you back. Mate, what are you doing? What are you We're doing? Just go fucking mental. <laughs> he pulled him in his office all the time. I told you he pulled him in his office and the next day, mid and got, like, pulled him in his office he's like, this needs to stop. And then he came at the office and went still over the club shop and bought a Neil Lennon mask. He's walking about with a Neil Lennon oh, mask. Oh, that Neil Lennon mask is screaming that story, yeah. Oh, mate, do you ever... Re- I used to say to him, mate, what are you doing, man? Because you were a bit wild. Because I remember when, when, when we were at Sel- uh, when we were there, people always used to say, you're lucky you've missed mm. Yeah, but, but was he just... Cause you, was there no control? No, that's what I even asked at times. I had to get away from Midge for a couple of days. Eh? <laughs> but t- I lived with Midge when I first moved free and I bought a flat and moved in and, and Tommy Burns heard about it, pulled us in and he went, there's no way you used to love me. <laughs> See, to be fair, like, as mental as those guys were, they were... Like, Good we, guys. We were at, and we were at it. Like we were, we were at it. Like, Jimmy McIntyre, that was, like, one of his... That was, like, his whole thing. I remember one of his first sessions when he came in, before we brought in all those players, we came out for a training session, and it was a sh- It was like a shambles. Like, boys training with the laces untied and, like, no earrings in and stuff. Like, when we were... This is when we were bottom of the league. Right. Like nowhere near it, and he came in, and I remember big lad Yo and I couldn't get like in a box or something, and you know, you know, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a who's going in, you know, no, one, and he he cracked it and like kicked the ball away, something like that, and I remember Jimmy Matt just got another ball and just like booted it as far as he can, fucking go and get that one as well, Did just he? like he was he didn't wouldn't take it, but we were we were bang at it, like we were bang at it, and that second season when we obviously ended up resulting in this winning a trophy and finishing the top six, which for the club was like. Huge achievement. Does Matt entire coach? Um, to be fair, it was more just about playing within that structure, structure and, like, yeah. and it was um, there was a big emphasis on individual responsibility, which is you know that's quite common in um, like a lot of the managers I've had. But it was all about like accountability in terms of like you, you didn't want to get the video sessions were horrible. It was finger pointing because it was, was yeah yeah it was your man your mistake your thing it wasn't like anything to do with the structure it was individual accountability responsibility oh, so you knew you had to be would, would you have discussions would, would the boys fire back at stuff in the meetings no mm, was it uh, the manager so, said? sometimes but not really no yeah. it was like you you, you knew, you'd do something on the pitch you'd be like that's, that's getting short that's in that's yeah. in on Monday morning I was like that with the candle I mean, that's well, yeah. constantly behind. as soon as you made me say that's oh, going to be fucking short on Monday morning. yeah oh, man, <laughs> that's the video on Monday yeah. But did you ever get it bad, bad off Martin Tyre? Uh, well, like, listen, he was, again, he kind of, basically he took the reins off me. Like, a lot of places I'd been, you know, midfield, right, mid, right back, left mid, and he basically said to me, you, up and down, both boxes, you know, effective in both boxes, defend and attack, and, and just basically run all over teams. Like, that was the, and I played beside Woodsy, who was technically a lot better than me in terms of, like, Dictating game, going and getting it, and, and, and playing. And we had a really good balance. Um, and he just, yeah, he just took the lead, took the reins off me and just said, go, just go and play with freedom. And yeah, thrived on it, really. Woody's a good lad. Do you know Woody? No. Tremendous bloke. Oh, hang is So, who's prettier, you or him? Mate, Woody gets the tan done, gets his eyebrows It's our eyebrows, he loves his eyebrows. <laughs> we're, we're, I think, we're, I'd say we're a different taste. What are you saying that in order? We're of different tastes, I would say. Woodsy's, Woodsy's a lot, uh, a lot more uh, manicured than Pretty me. boy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the becks about him, and he the cut beard and the I remember beautiful when we, eyebrows. When we used to go, man, Bulls used to come up to us and go, ah, your pal fucking a double Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. And just say nothing to me. <laughs> what about, about who? You. Me? Aye, Leo oh. DiCaprio used to get that shit a lot, didn't you? Is that right? Get to, not to me. Never said it to me. Oh, more, he's more edgier than Leonardo DiCaprio. Who, who's he looking like? Is it? 
Who have you had before? Rudy Vola. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's, it's, the, it's a bit, probably, probably still had short hair around that, like around that time. Do you know he looks like Guy Fianarcos? Pablo Escobar. The police guy, the, the... Oh, the policeman. Didn't they have a wee uh, bit? I've had, I've had the lad from Sons of Anarchy before as well. But who? The lad from Sons of Anarchy. Like Jacks? Yeah. But I, I think that's a stretch, isn't it? No. Yeah. You're going to be a, you're like a yoga teacher or something, aren't you? At the West End, uh, Aye. Yeah, just not a footballer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then he gets his old club Celtic in the League Cup semi-final. Do you remember it? What are you talking about? Do you remember where you were? Wait, who was the Celtic? Was Lenny the Celtic manager? No, it was Ronnie. Ronnie Dylan. So, so were you, you buzzing? Oh, sorry, mate. No, no. no this is exactly what I was going to say. When you just, like, when you've seen that, you knew you were going to play Celtic, was that almost like revenge? No, nah, nah, no, no, like Celtic. No, but I point to Do I seem like the vindictive type? <laughs> but like you, I point, point to prove. Ah, uh, point to prove. Absolutely. Like you did. Um, I remember because obviously I'd been on loan the two seasons before, so you can't. I've never, I'd never played against Celtic before, so I'd only played them once that season, um, and then before the semi-final. And um, yeah, just I remember the draw because it was um, Hibs and. Dundee United, I think maybe in the other in the other game, and um, obviously you get Celtic and you think, Oof, bloody hell, here we go. Um, and I remember we did we did a lot of shape that week about not letting you know about the way we was going to start the game and the way we were going to frustrate them within a certain thing. We lost the goal after about 20, 25 seconds or something Did like you? that. Yeah, yeah, literally it was like we took kickoff, played it in the corner, it went up, back, through, one 0 Was it the juice fan? You seen the build up and stuff? The juice. I know you're never going to go into a game thinking I'm going to beat you, but did you fancy yourself? Well, Scott Brown had been injured and he actually ended up coming on. He was just coming back from his injury and he wasn't playing and they were missing a couple, I think, I don't know who else they were missing. They were missing a couple others. And I remember that Gaffer saying us before the game, he's like, you basically said you'll never get a better chance than, than, than that. Than like, he says, if, you, if you're ever going to do it, like it'll, it'll be today. Um, and Wait, How did the game go? So they scored. We had to hang in there for about a couple, literally, this sounds like two minutes. That two minutes felt like about half an hour. But well, they just on F- you. F- they took yeah. kickoff and we took kickoff and literally it was on it. They were at us again for about three. But then we actually had a really good spell. And I think it was about t- between 10 and 20 minutes. We were playing really well. And that's where we got the red card and the penalty that oh, made it 1 1. Like early, like it was in about that early doors. And that's obviously an, it's against Celtic an absolute gift when you get yeah. getting down to 10 men early doors. And then big Effie gets sent off, didn't it? That was what it was. Effie got yeah, sent off, it yeah. Effie, yeah, it was a clumsy one. What was he like, Effie? Good guy. Effie's, Effie was so good with me. Was he? Like, Effie? still to this day, I like, played him at Livingston the other day and just like, I've, I've run into him. I, I think he was down training at Derby or something at one point or if he signed with That's Derby. That's right, he was. I remember that. Yeah, yeah and I remember like, I didn't even know and I was playing for Hull and we came came off the pitch at Derby, mate, and Effie's in the tunnel like, Jacko! Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he was one of them, especially because I was just a young lad at the time and. You don't really expect the senior boys of that time because I played against loads of them as your career's gone on, but they've never really took an interest. Took yeah. an interest, but Effie was like so sound, eh? Like oh, absolutely, brilliant. yeah, he was tremendous. His challenges were nothing short of his grace. What in two? Big metal studs. Metal oh, you, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting stood on in a box or yeah, like. The box. Oh, was he one of them? It was pure clumsy, just clumsy, always clumsy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. your leg, but it be sore, mate. I mean, uh, that's a lot of that. Yeah, and Effie, Effie was good. This is just, this is a wee bit for your coaching point of view, right? So I'm just going to try for it in here. You see, when, when I, I watched you now at the Youth Cup final, Celtic v Rangers, or was it Celtic? Yeah, Celtic right? Rangers, yeah. And when I watched you, you were a standout, right? Because the way he played was like, it was different for any sort of centre mid who'd get on the ball and stuff. It was like box to box. 
Where did you learn to play like that? Was that coached in you or was that just a natural nah, question? No, nah, definitely not. That was, I think that was part of my kind of, they actually, it was around those years at Celtic where they tried to put the reins on me a bit because I think they thought of it, it looked like a bit of a lack of discipline within my game right. that I would just sometimes just charge off or, you know, and vacate areas of the pitch. And um, I remember, remember that next gen series? Yeah. Uh, I remember we played Barcelona yeah. in that next gen series. Um, and I remember getting like before the game, then being like, you do not vacate that area of the pitch. Like today, that like, you do not go anywhere. Like Sergio Roberto and that was playing in that youth team at that time and stuff, they were unbelievable. And he was just like, you stay there today. Like you do not go that way at all. And so, did you just stay anywhere? Or did you stay? Nah, like, oh, you pick your moments, but yeah. um, well, I generally had to stay. Remember that tossed in the Matty Goot or something? <laughs> that? that was in Barcelona. That was in the second Barcelona. the second game. There were five. I actually didn't play. I was injured, but I was right. there. Um, I, I, they let me come across for the game because it was, you know, it was a big deal at the yeah, time. Yeah. <clears throat> so they let me go, and I was five 0 down at half time, and Tosh. Torches in the tunnel. Uh, in the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like seeing the boys want to leave it. But, like, <laughs> should we all just should we all just stay in? Five down with it half time. Do you remember that? Uh, that's a good point where he makes though, because now every centre midfielder wants to drop off and get the ball and play five. Whereas you want mm. to just but what, so you're not interested in that really. It's, you want to affect been, the game. It's, it's been difficult. Oh, it's not been difficult. That's a wrong expression. But throughout my career throughout my career as I've gone on, it was only really at, at Ross County and Burton where they've really allowed me that freedom, yeah. I suppose. Like, even, like I suppose at Hibs it's been different because especially when I first came in, I wasn't that fit. Um, so it's like, didn't probably have the capabilities to do it. But um, yeah, that, that time it was, yeah, as you say, it was probably not something you saw, you don't see as much in the modern game anymore as Did that kind of, the, the, the best ones at the moment is probably Socek at, at, um, West, Ham. at West Ham. Yeah. Like he's got that real license to, to go both ways. But with, uh, with that, like, you wonder how many players have got a strength to their game, but it doesn't maybe fit a manager. Yeah. And then they don't almost break through. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. Yeah, you've got, you got to be quite lucky. With that style, it's so hard to come by that, isn't it? It's that box to, to box. Very difficult. Against, yeah. it's, it's all behind you, isn't it, si? Sorry, like. That's it. But so that Celtic game? Yeah. So obviously we went on, won it. Well, to be fair, we were 3 1. We went, we went we were quite comfortable through the middle part of the game, went 3 1 up. And then. Um, I had a big chance at the back post at 3-1, um, hit it and hit it straight at the keeper. And then they went straight down the other end and got a penalty to make it 3-2 in about like, I think it was about 80th minute or something oh, like wow. that. And Scott Fox saved it, Griff, saved Lee Griffith's penalty. And then after that, you know, you know you're winning it. And how and was the dressing after it, brilliant? Absolute like mayhem. It was, it's, it's weird. It, it's, it's like, it's almost like bigger than winning the final in some ways, like, Getting there, I don't know. It was, it was, it was bizarre. Actually, that's not really true because <laughs> after the final was like the best night of my life. But um, yeah, it was absolute carnage. We were just we were so buzzing, like. And the bus back did bus back did. We absolutely crumbled in the league after that as well. Did you? I think we were about third or fourth in the league. We're flying. Got to the semi final at the end of that January. I think we won about two games for the rest of the season and scraped in the top six. Right. Um, I remember that year. Actually, that's right. Yeah, like we yeah. won that semi final, and it was like. What was that? Don't you? Oh, I don't. Know. I think I don't know if we just put so much into like that emphasis on that cup run because Celtic and Aberdeen were still kind of so far ahead that you weren't ever really realistically going to catch them. Yeah. Um, so it was just about like what, what, where you were going to finish in in that bit, and then winning the trophy, and then we won the trophy in the March, and then yeah, we we struck. We, we didn't struggle, but we're, the back back end of that season was just 
Yeah, there wasn't really been Who about Hibs? Were not Hibs, Hibs in the, the final? Did you remember mean? the build up to that? So we'd play as I've, as I've just said there. We played four, we were four four two. We play four five one against Celtic away, and that's about it really. You know, as most teams do, you play an extra man in there. But four four two every week. We get before the Hibs game, and Hibs at that point were playing the diamond under Stubbs. Yeah, they were really good midfield. Was that McGee? McGee, Scotty Allen, Liam Henderson, Martin yeah. Bartley, Kevin Thompson. They had like the midfield wow. heavy, like good players. So they all played in that midfield. So we he said we went the day before the cup final. He was like, we're going to go three five two. But one day before? Day before. One one sitter, two in front. And like the strikers when we don't have the ball, go one like that. On so sitter. one goes on yeah. the sitter and then you match up again. It was basically man for man in the middle of the man pitch. pitch right? um, and and it was you like, had the advantage in the way there is. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, you let the let the fullbacks come on to you. Yeah. And um, the three deal with the two, obviously. So it's the day before the final. Um, <sighs> And we've gone and we were like, oh shit, here we go. Like this, could, this could go. Did you think that? Did you think what is what we're doing with that? You could see the logic behind. You could see the logic behind it. And sometimes in football, when you simplify it into like that, you know, matchups, you feel a bit more comfortable about it, I guess. But um, it, it worked an absolute treat. To be Did you see yourselves favourites for that game? Because they, they were obviously in the championship, but like you said, they had a right good team. I think we felt like we were favourites yeah, right, yeah. because we really backed ourselves. We were a good side and we were doing well in the, in the league. It was probably not until we got to the game. And like the Hibs fans and the Hibs, like it was, it was a Hibs, it was like a Hibs home game. Yeah. And then you realise like, oh shit, we are like, we are the the smaller kind of club here in, in that sense. But I think the players themselves, we, mm. I think we backed ourselves, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just thinking, would you rather win 6-0 in the final or score a last minute winner? Go to be the last minute winner, yeah. I, if you if you go and watch the video of that goal, I'm greeting in this like in the celebrations like yeah, stand. I'm like crying in the celebrations. Like, <laughs> like honestly, I was it was What's like that? overwhelming like emotion like. So where are you on the pitch goal. when the winner goes in? Like running up, like running. No, sorry. but so what, what, what's the winning goal? So it's like there we we were under pressure for the last 15, 15 minutes. Like they kind of that's when they really came on without. Keeper made a couple of saves, but not really anything major. Anyways, we cleared a high ball, like up into the, and I took a touch, played it into Brian Graham, and he played it wide to Midge, and we were off on the counter attack, and everyone was kind of running Getting up, forward. like like kind of horsing down the pitch. 89th minute, one last chance, puts the cross in, defender makes a bit of a mess of it, and it's literally a tap in, and it's just like carnage. You just, you know what I mean? You just, you know, it's just like you 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 think we've won the game, like that's a winning goal. It has to be. It's that late. We all ran over to the side and. It was um oh it's just unbelievable. I was like, as you say, it's like overwhelming emotion, like crazy. Was your family there? My my whole family came over wow. from Australia. So I had like my mum, dad, sister, all come over from home. Had all my mates, um like Joe Chalmers and and those boys were all because obviously Marcus was playing with us as well. And like we Joe Chalmers debut <laughs> up at Inverness. How about him? To be fair, we've only spoken about that older youth team. With the, the younger boys were like Marcus, Joe, Paul, George. They were that was just as mad to be honest oh, my but um <laughs> so joe and joe was there with all his mate i had basically i had like a i, I needed about 20 tickets for that game i had like a whole section of people Do you know there. Get now? no i wasn't yeah. interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no interest in it whatsoever um but yeah oh, amazing just so good and then uh yeah just after the game just like oh fuck, i got i got man of the match and stuff and I was gonna, uh, actually, did you did you play well in the final obviously yeah. literally I'd had the man marking job of man marking jobs on John McGinn. Did you? Oh, like, he, you do not let him. That's a good tussle. You do not let him kick the ball today. Um, 
Some I, think he, I think he had the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was, that, was that some battle on the day? Could you feel, by the way, this is unbelievable? Oh, he is, he is just so good. Like, but do you know you give all that up to win that League Cup? What do you mean? Give up all his Aston Villa and <laughs> Scoring overhead kicks for Scotland and that. Like, no, like, um, he, he was just, uh, he's a different class. Eh? Like, you could tell even even then before he, before he moved on how good he was. He just had, and every, as a midfielder again, he's, he's got that ability to, yeah, go, totally. to go both ways, but the way he protects the ball and his range of passing and everything's got a goal in him, just like, he's a super player, big fan. Did you do it on the, like, uh, yeah, on the, when your team had the ball, did you? And I, I set up both goals, didn't I? So I, I intercepted, like, well, not set up, like, I played a part in the second goal, but first goal, um, like, intercepted a into a pass and kind of drove forward and slipped midgen. He went round the keeper and scored. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I did do something other than follow John McGinn about all day. Would that be the best day of your career? Yeah. Um, arguably, it's up there. Yeah, yeah World yeah, Cup, I would say interna- World Cup international stuff. World obviously, club wise, so yeah. club wise, I would say winning win trophy. Like, so did you take the family back up to Dingwall for a celebration? Yeah, yeah, they came up. No, so <laughs> we, stayed, we stayed in Glasgow for a cup for a couple of days after, and then. And then they came. Oh, up, so the club never the went back up to Dingwall. For no, that. no, we we did. We stayed. We had the party in Glasgow after the game and stuff. So, yeah. So did you know they don't talk bus and stuff like that? Oh, we did after. So a couple of days after, um, we had a game midweek, which was a write off. And then <laughs> and then uh, the, the Saturday we played again, and then we did it after after that up up the road. So funny, open top bus like down one street and then turned around and went back to the stadium. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> like, it was, see, for us, like, it was so good. And for the club and, like, the people there, because so many of the people in that club are, like, community-based. They've been there, part of it, from coming up through the Highland Leagues and all the way, and to see them win a major trophy, like, it was absolutely massive. It was so good to be a part of it. And, but it's just, it, you know, and there was only probably about, I think we bought about, Five or six thousand down there, yeah. but that's like more than the population of Dingwall. Yeah, you know? and like people came from all over the Highlands. It was so good. Did Jim McIntyre get a beer with the boys? Would he be a manager? Nah, no, nah, he wouldn't. Really, we didn't really. Dodzy, Dodzy, Dodzy was in amongst in the dressing room, definitely. Um, but yeah, oh, it was so good. Just, that was another thing. Mid, you said that you always used to take videos at Snapchats at lunch. Dodzy, like, do I do Get me a cup of tea. Get the best player at the club a cup of tea. It's out to Dodzy. Dodzy, milk and two bud. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Dodzy milk and two bud. <laughs> and then Dunn South. Yeah. So, but this is, I'm thinking, was it? You're such a, was it a loving person? Kindred spirit. When, was it such a hard decision to leave Ross County? Every club I've ever played for, it's like, as you say, I'm quite a sentimental guy yeah. in a lot of ways. I get really attached into like everywhere I've been. With You've got a comes... boyfriend as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, I've just, I just, I've, I love to get, yeah. become a part of it when you're, when you're at a club and really make the most of like the community itself. Like get, get a, like everywhere I've gone, I've tried to be the, approach the game in that kind of way so yeah it was tough in a lot of ways but it, it was the right time for me like having done that two seasons there and I felt like that was it was the moment for me to, to kind of take the next step did you kind of know while the season was still going that it was interesting yeah a couple of teams come to watch me the back end of that season um I, I, I remember uh, a guy from there was actually a Belgian club came to watch me uh, at that game at St. Mary my boy scored a hat trick and I was shocking 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one of them. You know, you just had a really bad day, and I think they left for half time. <laughs> but, but, but you told before again, there's a club here watching you. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst. Why do people? Like, why do people ever up. do that to you? I don't know. Horrible. But, um, eh? You change your game, don't you? I know. You start thinking like overthinking. Yeah, do something hopeless as well. Um, but yeah, no, and then I came back to do the pre-season um, with Ross County the following year and it was just basically a matter of time and picking the right opportunity. Oh, so was there, was there lots to Was there no lots of clubs? But not, was there... not lots, but there was enough. Like I had a, I had a buyout clause in my contract, which right. was like pennies, like, right. which was, you know. We probably could have scraped it together. Yeah. Nah, imagine <laughs> me bottom. So it was a uh, front goal. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a good chance for me to kind of, um, you know, get that, get that move. So why did you pick Burton? Championship. Tick, ticked all the boxes, eh? Um, Nigel Clough, obviously, huge name in the English mm. game. Um, character, isn't he? Character. I think I'd always been drawn, especially after how it went at Ross County, to being a part of like an underdog story. Um, like they basically said to me before I went there, like we are going to struggle. We are like, yeah, it's going to be a re- it's going to be really difficult. The club basically got back to back promotions mm-hmm. out of absolutely nowhere. Like they just had a team that clicked, and all of a sudden you find yourself in the championship. Didn't even have only had one stand. Yeah. Like the rest of it was just standing yeah. around the outside. And all of a sudden, we're playing like away at Nottingham Forest first day of the season. It was like, oh my God, this, yeah. is, this is mental. Because I played against them League Two two years earlier, like yeah. you said. And I thought, even at League Two level, like this stadium, that wow. Mm. And then two years later, they're in the Champions. Like, what? How did yeah. Burton got to the Championship? Yeah, now? yeah, it was mad. So Hasselbank, they had, well, they had, to be fair, managers. So Gary Rowe. Gary Rowe, that's who it was. Uh-huh. Hasselbank and then Clough. Oh. So they had a good, re- really good recruitment with the management side of things. And they brought in good, like obviously did was, really well. And Was uh, Clough, what was his sort of approach to management? What was his style like? Oh. So I, I got, like he was so good with us in that sense. He was very similar in the sense where it was, so with Nigel Clough, he was like such a good player. It was all about, Tactics don't win games. Players, yeah. players win games. Love him. Like I'm, um, I'm. Um, you know, it was about. Yeah, you know, it was a bit. You know, I think a lot of these guys, like even Neil Lennon to a certain extent, are cut from that Brian Clough. Yeah, cloth, aren't uh-huh. they? Like Martin O'Neill, like play. You know, they're all part of that same. I don't know. They not same style, but they have they have certain similarities around them, and it was very much the same. You know, um, they used to just get the fairy. Slain, Irvin, you know, just, just read the names out. Even, names what shape, you don't know what shape you're in. You just used to get like a listed players and that's the team. Um, and, you know, obviously we're playing against, you know, Wolves had come into a lot of money that year and boys like big, big clubs. And it was, it was better. They recruited really well and they brought in some really good players. So like Lloyd Dyer, um, who I played with kind of on that left-hand side. Um, good players. Really, really good. And Ben yeah. Turner. Um yeah, so great characters, and then the January we brought in some other players as well. But it, the whole setup was it was just it was mad. So I remember we were playing Brighton. Brighton went up that season. We were going away to Brighton on, and it was the Thursday. We came with the train, and, and Nigel and Cluffy just goes, "Lads, where leave your boots? We're going off for a game of cricket." Chris Common said that as well. Did he? Yeah, they had to play cricket. Mate, we're going we're going off for a game of cricket. Boys like, what game of cricket? Played top of the league on on Saturday. <laughs> Like, oh, that, it's, oh. so we've gone to, we've gone to play indoor we've gone to play indoor cricket. We had this kid, Danish kid, on loan from Fulham. Um, he's from fucking Copenhagen. He's never seen a cricket bat yeah, in his right. life. So, anyways, but you had to, and also by the way, it's not a, not a mess about. You take it seriously. Like, this is proper. Do you only need to put the pat? Oh the yeah, pad, you know? like, yeah, yeah. No messing about. This is serious. It's not, it's not messing around. So this this kid's got his got his bat. He doesn't even know how to hold it right. Someone comes down the lane and bowls it. And he, he, he like like baseball, he t- tucks it under his arm and starts like, <laughs> starts running up and down. Do the thing. Anyways, he gets run out. 
<laughs> and Kafka comes over to me and goes, Hey, you, you don't think you'll get there fucking quicker if you slide it along the, <laughs> slide your bat up on the ground? <laughs> That's brilliant, huh? Just like, <laughs> like the mate. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, slide your bat on the ground. Oh, oh amazing. Mate, oh. it was one of the early interviews I'd done, it was Commons that was talking about that as well. And it was the same, mate. I think they were playing like one of the top teams on the Saturday, and it was on the Thursday or the Friday. Mm. He says, Your goalie is fucking batting. Yeah. He says, I think it was Nigel Clough that was fucking bowling. He's so good. He says, yeah. Clough bowled this, mate, right? And it's hit the goalie's hand. When he, and he's went, ah, oh, yeah, fuck it. And, and anyone other manager will go, ah, oh, fuck, we better stop. Mm, There's no goalie for Saturdays. Ah, to the physio. Get him fucking strapped up and get some deals in batting. No kidding. You used to turn up at training and you just get like the second goalie and third goalie in and just start smacking volleys at you like, um, like as soon as you got out of the car like he just used to get his goalie coach to trip balls into the D and that. just start smacking balls at <laughs> he's just not warmed up or anything he's just uh, Jordan but, Russell says he's really cold <laughs> he signed somebody at Darwin for the League 2 I think it was the guy's first game with a shocker and he was nothing but a League 2 wanker a League 2 wanker yeah <laughs> oh, like, listen he was he was all but at the end of the day, again, great motivator. Yeah. And, was he, yeah. and it was all about rewards for the players. When it? it was like he would look, he would look after you, give you days off, he'd give you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a good record. The manage, 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 good manager, that record. that could be one of his keep like us staying up that season and relatively comfortably. Um, yeah, like what a, a massive thing it was for the club, and mm-hmm. obviously, like we, yeah, like for me, it was like. Of that first six months could not have gone any better. See, with uh, the League One wanker shout, did, can you remember any shouts he said to anybody or any slotums that gave anybody? Oh, he used to like, I remember, so we, we brought in the lad Marvin Sordell in January. He's one of my like best mates now. And he, um, we're playing this game and Marv was playing out wide and he came in at half time and he was like, Marvin, when, uh, when I ask you to play out wide, <laughs> Do you, uh, do you think you should uh, track, track the fullback? <laughs> Marv goes, Marv goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, right, have yourself a shower. I'll ask you to... Off, off your pot. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Did he ever, ever give you a bit? Oh, yeah, a few times, yeah. But nothing uh, nothing too major, to be honest. He, we had a really good relationship with him. Like, they re- As I say, they... They kind of again, in terms of ticking the reins off me, they, they probably did it even more so to a level. Like in terms of putting the emphasis on me to score score goals, yeah. Um, and that's what that's what I mean. I got eight goals before Christmas that year. Yeah, just like, fine, yeah, yeah. Did he? Uh, did he ever speak with his dad? Not really. No, nah, yeah. not really. I don't think he really like. It must be uh, must be tough. Eh? Yeah. Like obviously that that name in England is just. I lived in Nottingham when I was playing for Burton as well, and it's got these statues and yeah. roads and. It's all, you know, it was all about him. So he was, and as you say, he was, he was a top player in his own right. I remember uh, Jimmy Bullard came up to do, you know, the drill. And you used to watch that and these boys like setting up big complicated drills, like <laughs> running around. I, I had to do it as well. Did you? And, and he's turned up in the morning and he was like, oh, soccer, yeah, Maria today. And now he's like, I can just make him do some volleys. <laughs> so Jimmy Bullard's come all the way up to Burton, mate. And we're just standing in the D, me and him just trying to crack first time volleys. <laughs> Mind the goal, Jimmy Bullard was like, Going on, <laughs> Am I right in St. Burton? You, you, the big thing about good thing about Burton is you train at England's training ground. So you train at St. George's, oh, St. George's but you, you don't really have access to the facility. Like oh, you, you go to the stadium, get changed, then you get in your cars and drive down. But the pitches are great. But would you ever see big names walking about? Yeah, like um, 
when the like sometimes when like Champions League and stuff on guys would come train there and like the um some of the England teams and stuff uh, would, would, would be there and stuff. We didn't never really be in separate areas and stuff, but no, there'd be always it's a bit of a ghost town to be honest, so it was always yeah. interesting when someone was there. See, um the the championship was that what was harder that are the SPL? Yeah, champ- it's it's championships harder. Like, Would you say yeah, that? yeah. It's just it's a different it's it's different. I think the way they punish mistakes at that at that level is just ruthless and clinical. Like obviously it's um similar here at times, but um listen, the, the, I didn't find it as big a jump as I thought I was going to initially. Um but there were certain aspects of the game that are just that are just totally different. Um, the front players like her. It's the X. I was about to say the biggest yeah. difference: the X factor players. Yeah. So like you could put a core of certain players within these teams across SPL Championship, and you might not even be able. You might not see a massive difference. Mm. But then you 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 see the X factor guys. Like obviously, when I moved on to Hull, mm. and you're working with like top top international wingers and strikers and stuff, and oh. you're like, oh my god, like this is a different yeah a different standard altogether. Who who is it? Who was the players that stood out in that league? Can you remember any that you played against? Went wow, that they're unbelievable. Um, so that that Fulham team that season actually never got promoted, but they were unbelievable. And it was Kevin McDonald and Kearney and Kearney in the middle of the park, and like you just could not, you just could not get the ball off them. Mm. Like they were just so good. But then the second season, like Wolves brought in like Ruben Neves, they started bringing wow. in like Ruben Neves and um, the lad Hilda Costa and stuff came. And you're talking like. Massive international players like coming and playing Mitrovic, obviously coming down. John Joe Shelby when like Newcastle came down. That sorry, Newcastle were the year at Burton the first year. So Shelby and Dwight Gale and anyone ever big team you off? <laughs> Shelby cashed off the club. I knew that's why as soon as he said Shelby, that's why I asked. What did he say? Boy, boys were like he went to take a corner and the fans were all like on him in the corner. He just turned around and just went, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Amazing. And then how? Great move. Yeah. So, so did you know at the time when you said obviously you said eight goals? Did you did you ever think first season, but I can make another wee move here? So in the January, yeah, there was there was talk that like I'd only been there six months, but I had eight goals for Christmas. And who tells you? Just an agent tells you. Yeah, oh yeah, like you read, you know, you see stuff and my agent obviously and that, but I was to be honest, I wasn't interested. I wanted to stay. Right. Like I was so invested in And then you see what Hull were offering you. No. I wanted to stay in the January. <laughs> I wanted to see out that season with Burton, right. um, and and be a part of staying up and what we achieved, like which was which was so good. And I felt I didn't feel like I owed them that, but it was I don't know. I really wanted to be a part of that, and it was great. And then, but the next season again, when you had the chance to naturally, you were kind of moving up that ladder, I guess, and chance to progress another stage forward. That they just come down from the Premier League, and when you the other, when that opportunity came, it was like, well, this is. It felt like the natural progression for my career, yeah. Something like that. Gregsy was there, weren't he? Oh, my God. He was there, right? there. Mate, came in and Gregsy and Marshy were your two keepers. The squad, that must be... I look back on that team now and we were the third top scorers in the championship when we finished 18th. Wow. Wrap your head around that. Like, we just, we were just so Are you saying Gregsy and Marshy were hopeless? Gregsy, Gregsy won player of the year. That's, <laughs> how, that's, how bad, that's how bad we were at the back. Wow. Um, we were, we were... Oh, so the talent through that team, the front players like Jared Bowen, Kamil Grzycki, oh, Harry Wilson, Abel Hernandez, Fraser Campbell. Oh, did you see Wilson as well? Did Harry Wilson go to you? Yeah, Harry Wilson was on loan from Liverpool. Um, was that after Derby or before he went to Derby? Before, the season before right, Derby. Okay. Um, 
like we had a guy like Evandro from Porto, um, John Terrell, like yeah. just players like. See that? See when you were when you went in that your training lap, was that similar to your time at Celtic with, with that standard player? Or did you but then obviously you were a first team player, weren't you? Yeah, it's a different kind it was different because like I've I kinda came in to go into that to go in I like, can be a part of the set rather than joining. So it was different kind of seeing it that way. But yeah, the standard was like Michael Dawson. Dawson oh. was absolutely amazing bloke, great player as well. Um Sebastian Larson. Um yeah, like all through that. The boy Oleina, who's at Fakayo Tomori, yeah. who's at AC Milan now. Was oh, on was Tomori there? Yeah, Tomori was on loan from Chelsea. Like, yeah. the team was scandalous. It was like. So, why did you finish? So, was it the manager? So, Slutsky. Because um, Big Marsh was telling us that. He was, he was, his attacking patterns were, um, we couldn't, teams could not, we could have easily won 5 0 every week as easy as we could have got beat 5 0 yeah. every week. And we drew one game 5 5 that season. So, was he just all over the time? Just it was all, all over. It was all about attacking, but then he had that very European mentality of when you score, you just come back and nice and sit and sit on the edge of your box and see Can't the game. Out in the championship, man. Matt Smith comes on, yeah, and you're getting absolutely balls in your box. Balls are in the box, and then you got to you got to try and defend. And we just we didn't we weren't good at defending. We were better team when we were on the front foot, and we just we just the amount of games. There was a stat going around that Christmas where if games had stopped in the 80th minute, we'd have been top of the league, and we were like 18th. Wow. wow, man. What was Griggsy in that like when you were losing games? Could he go off on them? Yeah, Griggsy's just like, just, yeah, you know, he's an angry guy at the best of times. But when we were losing, like, there was carnage happening in that dressing room at that time. Boys scrapping in the dressing room after games and stuff, like losing late goals and boys going for each other. And yeah, it was like, it was, it was, it was baptism of fire again into that standard, like, of the demand of that level in the club. And obviously, they could just come down from the Premier League. So the expectation was to, to bounce I'd back. back up, and obviously that's why I, you know that was so in such an attractive move was to go there to try and go up there but oh we were just it was yeah it was a bit of a mess how does that sorry. no I was just looking at that one with the, with the ball hair one have you heard that I story? haven't heard this story so Slutsky's there were you there you but can... he used to do these like, um, like long tactical meetings because his English weren't great but he insisted on like going and he would go through every single player of the opposition team and tell you like what he's good at what he's not at what he's what, for breakfast. What, what, yeah, what, his, what foot he used, what his top speed was. Like, he, honestly, it was that level of detail. And um, we were doing something. And he was asking about, like, should he, should, um, what do we think this player, like, or like, what do you think of this position or something like that? And Griggs was just like, like maybe a bar hair. <laughs> bar hair to the <laughs> Is he funny? Slutsky or no, Griggs? Gr- yeah, great. Yeah. Griggs was great with me as well. See, the older boys in that team. Really took me under the wing a bit as well. Greg Z, David Myler, Fraser Campbell in particular. I'm good, like Fraser, I'm a good friend of mine as well. And, good career, he's um, Yeah, yeah, great, great guys. And they were really good with me, like in terms of, yeah, taking me under the wing a bit when I came in. That's some team, isn't it? <laughs> That's a great team. Frightening, isn't uh-huh. And then Nigel Atkins came in. Yeah. He's a, like mate, he looks like the nicest guy in the whole world. He is the nicest human being Ever. I've, met, I've met in football, eh? Is he? Genuinely. Because he does come across it, and he was a, I'm right in saying he was a physio at first, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a physio. Yeah. Was he the Scunthorpe Scunthorpe. physio and then he got the Scunthorpe job? Got, That's right, got, got the job and then, yeah, and then carried on and then obviously had that amazing success with Southampton. And he had, he's had a great career. Like, yeah. And he's obviously, yeah, he's down a charm now. Um, but he was he was excellent with me mm. as well. So positive, wasn't he? Oh, he's so, so positive. positive. But it's false positivity. Do you think so? Yeah. I couldn't listen to him. Do you really? Just, I, just when I listened oh, to him, like, yeah. just listen, like, it's, it's hard work. We've been hammered. 
and it's just so positive yeah. hey, what is happening here but we, was he, we played so we, we, went, we went to Preston on Boxing Day and we were, <laughs> it was like the grimmest day ever and you know you go out for the team walk it's like oh, in the morning like what are we doing this for get absolutely nothing out of this so we're walking around in Preston it's freezing rain Baltic starts walking walks us into a graveyard <laughs> walks us into a cemetery and just stops the lads and just goes lads just think before you play the game today you could be dead this, <laughs> this is this is this is where we all end up <laughs> people don't eat anyway fuck's yeah. sake I know everyone's like bloody ass I'd love to have seen, yeah, seen Kingsley's face in there <laughs> is it true you used to Hold, hold his physio bag say the picture and he's managing no I didn't didn't do that with us <laughs> like, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> uh, and then we're going to go to the World Cup well this is unbelievable this is mate. the main stuff isn't it yeah I, the last time I seen you was in Nando's right and then whatever it was nah remember I saw it, remember the last time I saw you was it League Cup finals but like I was when I was at, I was at Burton so it was and I brought a few of the boys down the for, boys the, to, to the, for the Celtic game at Hamden and so I saw me, you and Tosh, and we saw you in Tosh again. Yeah, yeah. So it was, because uh, the boy, you know what it's like when you're down south, the boys... Forget a bit of the boys that are still up here playing. Forget <laughs> a bit of them, didn't you? Fuck them. No, the, the lads down there are desperate to come up to go to... Oh, Celtic so like Rangers to, to go to I remember, Jack, I, I'd seen him obviously Celtic Reserves, and then I turned on the telly. I didn't know you, and he's playing against Canton in the World Cup, for, against France. Wow. Mate, unbelievable. Mm. See, but just before that, see when you, your name... Did you know you were getting called out or did you have a strong feeling or was it a bit of a surprise? So I'd, I'd, I'd had a really good, obviously it was it was the Burton year. I'd, I think I had one cap from when I got was at Ross County. That was where I made my debut. And then the Burton year um, was when I started playing. And kind of when I went and I went to Hull and it kind of just cemented myself. And I'd become kind of a regular, I wasn't really, I didn't really start many games, but I was involved quite a lot because we had, again, midfield strong, Yedinak, Moy, Rogic. Um, these guys were like the main kind of midfielders, but I was in amongst it. Um, but yeah, so the World Cup, pre-World Cup camp. So pre-World Cup camp. So we had a, a Ange Postacoglu, who's an amazing, like he was an unbelievable coach. Is he good at her? He's in Japan now. Yeah. He's, he's a coach I'd love to see come and but manage I, in Europe, or in, just in Europe in general. I think he'd do really, really well. Um, he ended up falling out with like the media and the play, it became a bit of a mess at the end. But as a coach, oh my God, he was like top notch. What in terms of just how he wants the game played and how he um, coaches it? Yeah. yeah. So we ended up we qualified four years and by the way, he asked, the way he was asking us to play was like hectic. Like What's so the the year before the World Cup was the Confederations Cup. So we'd won the Asian Cup before. So we were we needed to play that. So we were played you in the squads? Ah so we, we played Germany, Cameroon and Chile at the Confeds. And this was Bielsa's Chile by the way. Right. Which was like Sanchez um thingy wow. like Carnage. Um, Vidal was been there. Vidal, yeah. yeah. So like, and we went like toe to toe. We were like, we basically played like that man for man style, like toe to toe with these teams. It was absolutely mental. But then we qualified, and he walked away. So we played this way for four years, and during the qualification, then it got to the world like the month before the World Cup, and we had, and he walked away. So we were like, oh my god, we got like, what are we gonna, how's it gonna go now? So we got a new coach, Bert van Marwijk came in, who took Holland to the yeah. World Cup final in yeah. twenty ten or fourteen, and it was just like a race the last four years. Oh, really? Do you know what I mean? And we just started, like, and we had a pre-World Cup camp of, like, four weeks or three weeks or whatever, and we just, like, stripped back and we went back to a totally different style, which was just, like, it was... Well, it never suited you, that? No, days? it did, it did. Right? It, it made us a lot more, we were, it was all about the opposite. It was compact, hard to beat. Yeah, um, so I had the yeah it's that thing. But then, obviously, that camp 
that was like the most stressful being the pre-World Cup camp when he brings you bring in like 30 players and then you know it's going to get cut down to it's training every day a pure fight to try and get in that team yeah absolutely yeah like it's well there's there's maybe like 10 or 11 maybe like 14 the starting and subs that know I'm safe Safe, but then there's like that other group which is like I'm literally playing for a spot at the World at the World Cup here. Mate, so what, do you run a bit smashing boys and that just to try and get in there? Nah, well, it's not really like that. We're still, it's a, it's a good group to be fair, but but also... You know you need to be on it every Yeah, day. absolutely. It's, it's The pressure is I really, really high. I just really know that feeling when you found, found out you are going to the World Cup. Mm. If you've been on a fucking donkey seat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So to, be, to be honest, the feeling when we, the night we qualified was that feeling. So obviously, once, right. I went into, once I went into the camp and you got selected from in the camp and you got like the little, it was basically just like a text message and we were in camp. And that was obviously amazing. Well, you got a text message to tell you whether you were going to the World Cup or not? Basically, it's like the 20, the, the, basically the, the text came through and said like the, 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 the ones had been told. So they'd obviously all been pulled and we didn't, we didn't know my roommate got pulled as well. It was horrible. Wow. Um, oh, and mate. So he comes back to the room he'd, devastated. He'd been in the 2014 squad four years ago and the same thing 30 and not made the 23 two world oh cups in a row Did you see he's a mate of mine as well oh listen what, what can you what, I know, I what can you say, say that, yeah. literally just like oh, fucking gutted for you like heart, it's, it's genuinely heartbreaking for like for, for guys but um but the, the, the night we qualified when we beat honduras in the playoff was that was that was the, the big one that was the big like we're going to the world cup and hadn't been there that night that was like the big one but then obviously once you know you're going on the plane Right, that is fr- I remember you yeah. talking about like, players like Keyhill uh-huh. right, and then feel that you're actually going to World Cup Timmy's Timmy's like a mad story. Like I grew up I was in the world I was in the stand as a fan in two thousand six when I was thirteen when he scored against Japan and um at the at Germany World Cup and then I played with him in twenty eighteen at the World Cup. Like see when you get cool. told do you what was that phone call into the parents? Mm. Oh yeah, just they'd already booked flights. They 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 were they were totally gambling like on the fact that we, that we were going. They would planned everything, no pressure. Yes. But, but yeah, but yeah, the the whole World Cup experience is just it's a bit of a blur, eh? Like you spend all this time in camp and pressure and build up and working on it, and then it's gone in like a heartbeat. It feels like the whole experience when you're actually in Russia and we were there, it was just over in a flash. So is it, is it quite boring? Can it get quite boring? Uh, yeah, it, of, it, can yeah. Get, it can get quite tedious because obviously you're not allowed to really engage with the actual experience. I actually stayed in Russia after we got knocked out for like four or five days, got well amongst it, like was in with Did the fans know? in Moscow and that. Yeah, in the streets. Oh, brilliant. Unbelievable. Anyone recognise you? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Uh, is he just on Kehoe? What, what, what type of guy? Top man? Le- amazing with the young players. Like when you first come in, like... Just because he is, he is like our Beckham. He is our, yeah. he is the face of Australian football, and we obviously all grew up. It's a bad face for the face of Australian football. You'd rather your face. Ha- Harry, yeah, Harry Kuehl was the pretty face, yeah. and Timmy was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was obviously part of that amazing generation of players: Kuehl, Viduka, Cahill, Schwarzer, Craig Moore. Uh, Craig Moore, absolutely, yeah, like uh, Lucas Neal, great players. I'm trying to think some bad I'm trying to think of Hong Kong. Right, Dan Invincible. Danny Vinzo, yes, played just one then. He was a great player. Everyone he was used to, another to be fair, players, yeah. Everyone used to say I looked like him when I went to Killy. So Cahill takes young boys. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And um, but he's another one, just the desire and thing to keep. Oh, he played until he was 39, like 
the, yeah. at a good level, like still going. So, would he put demand? Once you were in, though, you're no longer you're part of the squad. Is it demands on you every day? Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. And that's it comes from like the environment itself. Individual players aren't so much like that, but the whole international setup with Australia is very demanding. Like the like because the expectation is that even though Asia is getting stronger and stronger, the expect expectation is you win and get through, and so that's like the way it has to be. Yeah, because Australians do have that thing about them where. They're very confident in themselves, even though Australia isn't maybe the yeah. biggest football country in the world, but still yeah. expected to do well. We're a bit like the America in a sense, where like I think as a sporting nation, you expect you're just expected to compete. Even the country though, expects you to do you, well. You yeah. do you know what I mean? Even though like what we in terms of yeah, you're expected to not just be there but compete. And you know, I mean, we got put, we played obviously France, who won the World Cup, and you played well. We're, 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 we got oh, so unlucky. What? Yeah. Pogba had a, like a big deflected shot looped up yeah. and over the goalie in, in the first game and um you know you lose you lose two one and obviously you weren't expecting to beat France anyway. But then like France, Denmark and Peru was the group and I think they were ranked like three, eleven and twelve in the world at the time. So it was obviously going to be tough. And then the Denmark game, that was probably the one that we I, I thought we absolutely second half we absolutely battered them. We ended up drawing one each. Um see the that French team? What were you doing? I mean, the players they had, mate. Mbappe so, was there. Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah. Front, front three Pogba. was Mbappe, Griezmann, Usman, Dembele. Midfield three of, yeah, it was uh, Pogba, Kante, and Matuidi. <laughs> wow. So I, I, I remember I came on about 60 minutes. Like, he, he loved that me and Rogic swap. Like, basically, ability for for the donkey like that was that, that was his, he used to love that sub so i i came on for tom about yeah 60 minutes or something like that and uh as i came on jiru was coming on next to me um at that's, the other a great, end. that's a great looking sub cut oh, sub and yeah uh, but <laughs> straight away they were just like to me like they were doing you know you get little set pieces and that they were like you just Matt, do you, know? you, you just you just take him then i was like He's a monster. He's an there. absolute mountain. He's so good in the air as well. Yeah. I was just like hugging him in the box, like, don't score, please. But yeah, no, it, yeah. Kante and that, these guys were just... See, when you play against teams at that quality, like your Pogba, Kante, see, when you get the ball, do they rat you or do you get a wee bit more time on the ball? Do they not really go about ratting people? Kante took the ball, took, took, literally took the ball off me. <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, I was standing on it trying to like... He's The like, ball came to me from a throw-in. I tried to like kind of feel him out. Fine. Away. Just like so good, he's probably one of the best. Probably like individually in terms of difficulty of opponent, just too good. Go by you, run past you, fitter than you. Like small but so strong, take the ball off you. Everything just as a midfielder, you think, what am I, what am I supposed to do to get by this guy? Yeah. Nothing. Who was who was the line that really stood at you? Like wow, Pogba. What is he? What is he? Pog- Pogba, I will never listen to anyone say a bad word about Pogba. I know he can be frustrating. Then I listen to a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he is, the ability-wise, like the best I've ever seen on, see, on a football. What, just like holding you off, dragging it, kind of getting in on it's, 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 yeah, as you say, maybe not in terms of effectiveness of what he could have done with games, but in terms of ability, he's, he's playing a different sport. Like six foot three, four, rapid, strong, like two feet. unbelievable on the ball, mm-hmm. two feet, just like, yeah. Different, different altogether. Wow. You came, you came on all, all three games. Was there never a, mm. never a shout at Stanton? Nah, I don't think so. Oh, I, th- I thought after the maybe after the um, Denmark game, there was half a chance. Uh, I we did really well when I came on in the second half, maybe for the last game. But nah, not really. Like Tom, 
Tom's Tom. He's too good. Is like, he the ability? Yeah. Frightening? Yeah, frightening. And the way we played with like two sixes and one ten, like Yedinak and Moy, again, like they were both playing the Premier League yeah. and thing. It was, I think, yeah, that was, realistically, it was going to be difficult to start in that in that team. But it was great just to be, the fact that I was, I was like first sub all three games, so... I was heavily involved. Brilliant. Who was your? Uh, who were you close to in the Australian team? Who was your pals? Who like still to this day? I, like to, I've been quite lucky. Like a lot of my mates are by Jamie McLaren, who's who was up yeah. at Hibs and is back in Melbourne now. We, we've known each other since we were kids. Ah. Um, and, and it's like that in Australia. It's a small. It's a bit like Scotland. It's a small football community. You know a lot of these guys yeah. for for years. So um, yeah, we're a pretty tight knit group. What do you think? You want a bigger name than Jamie McLaren? You want a bigger name than Timmy? Timmy, would be your pal. Yeah. To be fair, now Boyley's in the squad. Oh, Boyley, from Hibs and big Harry Souter as well. So we've got a couple of Scottish Australian connections there. So the Aussie boys have just got no idea how to deal with him either. Because Boyley's Boyley's a loose cannon on a night. Stuff like that, mate. Absolutely nutter. Before the Asian Cup, like we 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 had like a big night out in Dubai for the Asian Cup, and I think the boys were like. Fuck who is, is this lunatic that we've brought in like I can't can't stand a word he says and he's an absolute loose cannon is there any young Australian players coming through that you've seen like wow he's going to be brilliant yeah there's a, there's a young lad at Birmingham at the moment called Riley McGree who's um really talented player I think he'll have he'll be a, be a top player there's some uh, a, a guy from Australia has just gone over to sign for Eintracht Frankfurt as well wow. a 19 year old striker from the A-League he's I think he'll be a He'll be a proper player as well. There are some good ones, yeah. You forget Australia have had the greatest manager of all time managing them. Terence Venables. No way. Didn't he? Ah, he was, yeah. There you go. That's some good, great managers. <laughs> What's that actually? Australia managers. Ah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Can I just rewind a wee bit? See, the World Cup, was there any, sorry, just before we go to Hill, was there any pranks played? If it was bowling at the time, would anybody get up to it? Oh, anything? yeah, like constantly trying to like wrecking boys rooms and stuff and like just locking because we, we, we were literally we we're sick of the sight of each other by the end of it because you're in a compound like just you is there any other teams in a booties no nah, nah. you're in like a you're in like this it's like a yeah compound facility and you're just literally like locked in there and it's just you lot together all the time for like weeks it's so it got that, it, it got a bit it got it as i say it got a bit tedious boys were sick of the side of each other a bit at the end of it but would the manager allow a beer or that a couple of times yeah he was quite he was quite relaxed um but was your family's that let you come in your compound? No, no, no. We had one day, one day, like a family day, like an afternoon. We had a, came in at a barbecue and stuff, like in there with everyone. But he he took us out a couple of nights for like dinner, like in the, like obviously Australian team. No one really cares. Yeah, yeah. So like we were like out in Kazan. We were in was our base, and um, yeah, we went out on a couple of dinners like down by the boardwalk and stuff. It was really it was wow. pretty cool. Nice. I just yeah. got to keep. He done the barbecue, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy's on the barbecue. Could we, be, could we be more stereotypical, like yeah. a bunch of Aussies sitting around having a barbecue, a barbecue. Before, before, before a World Cup game? <laughs> uh, right, you're ready to move on to Holland? No, I go back to the World Cup. Right, straight over. Well, what about that? Did you get a gym? Did you swap jerseys? Oh, jazzies? brilliant! Got got binned in there off uh, Mendy. Binned me in the tunnel. What do you <laughs> so, mean? But they let. Ah, he was like, you know, out on the pitch. I was like, oh, get swap shirt, swap shirts and that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you in the tunnel and that. I was waiting for him in the tunnel. He just walked straight by. Right by oh, <laughs> wow. You'd rather keep your own until me playing the World Cup now. Uh, sorry? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah keep, kept, 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 kept the ones you're playing, yeah. I got, I got um, Denmark and Peru. I did swap, to be fair. Like Christensen from Chelsea, centre-half. Oh, no bad. Um, I ended up wearing that top out and I'd be through about... Two weeks later. Brilliant. I love <laughs> that. What have, I can't believe a French, the French team, even if you go, what have been brilliant? Because you've not given well, them... Well, played against the World Cup winners, didn't you? Like, that's a... Well, they were the winners. Yeah, what a shame so... to say that. Yeah. Brilliant, mate. Uh, right, Hull. Yeah. Nigel Adkins decided to leave 
2019-2020 disappointed mm-hmm. to see him go I always got to see him go I had a really good relationship with him and straight to the felt, graveyard felt like it, <laughs> straight to the graveyard <laughs> <laughs> Take all the boys to the so funny, it's funny that's the one story I've told about Nigel he is literally the most positive guy yeah, in the world and I've, and I've told the grimmest story about him ever um, no he was he was so he was great but yeah I was I was, I was genuinely gutted to see him go he was brilliant with me um, you seem a similar type to Nigel Atkins he was, like, I think he responded well to my personality yeah. he liked he, what, what? He used to, what he used to call me the, the physios told me later he used, he used to call me the traveller he used to think that I because like he'd give me like a couple of days off and I'd be off like with a backpack to Vienna or like on a flight somewhere for a couple of days, just used to, you know. So he used to just call me the traveler. He said, "How's the traveler doing?" The backpacker. So when you got back, would he ask you about where you'd been? In- oh yeah, he used to love it. Yeah, yeah, used to love it. Yeah, no, he was cool. Do you but still keep in contact with him now? I dropped him a message when he like when he left, and then when he's he's been out, he's been out of the game since then, and yeah. just come back to Charlton recently. Would you go traveling um, with him? Would I go traveling with him? Yeah, it'd be good company. <laughs> Bad, uh, <laughs> so why, why did he leave home i think it was owners, owners. yeah that's but that was the the cloud unfortunately that lingered over that club the whole time i was there is the relationship between the fans and the owners mm. unfortunately it was led to relegation just never yeah it, eventually it was we were slate walking towards it really with the the way it went um we showed glimpses all the time like both the first two seasons even the third season so when grant mccann came in it's kind of a different, a different path of recruitment um, in terms of we stopped kind of signing like established players, yeah, established players, and went for kind of younger players yeah, that um, in the lower leagues, and lower stuff the like, leagues yeah. and stuff to come through, and it, it, to blend that with the ones that we had, players we had left from the kind of previous years, it actually we started off really, really well, and it was working. We had a good atmosphere. The problem was, is again at that club, the best players have got one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. Like the boy, the lad Bowen. Fair play to him. He stayed for th- two and up three years. He could have left bloody miles before, and he's gone to West Ham and kicked on. But he was like our proper tallies man. Him and Grzyzki, and basically, so we got to January, and we were out. We beat Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough on the on New Year's Day, and went level on points outside the playoffs on goal difference, flying on a great run. Came in like um, a few days later, and they'd sold Bowen and Grzyzki. Mm. Um, where did Grzyzki go? West Brom. West Brom. That's so right. they both went. They both went up to the to the Premier League and like listen, the club, like the the offer for Bowen, I think was too, and it, it was a matter of time, but it was just the way it happened. It literally felt like the rug got pulled out from underneath us, and we just we, we didn't we didn't recover from it. Eh? And then we again we just tiptoed, sleepwalked down the table. Was, you're thinking at that point, well, maybe we can still make the playoffs, or we weren't thinking relegation. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we're seventh in the league, and then it just tiptoe 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 down the table and then it got to march to covid and um next thing you know it's like nine games to go and you've we had boys like myself out of coming out of contract club was refusing to like they wouldn't we didn't want to extend i had an option didn't want to take it didn't want to extend so it's like giving boys decisions to make about their futures in terms of coming back to play in the summer it, the whole thing was an absolute mess and unfortunately it led to them getting relegated but I am delighted to see that they came back up the other yeah. day because there are some really really good people at that club you've been relegated does, that, does it count as relegation for me if I didn't play the last 10 games no. yeah yeah you've been relegated yeah I'm not, sorry just trying to get away have with that have you been that. relegated no Horrible, I do have a, a bit of regret about not playing those games in hindsight um, so why didn't you play naturally like they basically the club had basically said to me We've got no intention to keep you beyond next season. 
we don't want to extend your contract. I, I didn't, all I asked for was the security. If I play these games, I get injured, you take the option year. So I've got my extra, mm-hmm. extra year and they, they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to take that, take that risk. So they basically said to me, I, I suppose asked me to play for free, I guess, because it had gone past it, like the length of my contract. Yeah, contract yeah. They wanted to me to just play that month. Nah, fuck that. And listen, it is, that was happening with a lot of boys. I think a few Charlton boys were the same. Charlton boys and um, big me boy Lyle Taylor was the same. Yeah, one. yeah. So me and like four other players at Hull. As you say, you look back in hindsight and you think, was it the right decision? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't play those games, and and eventually, yeah, it led to them getting relegated. So and that was your year for Hull. And then that was mate. So the season, obviously, they come back to do those nine games, and I just came in one day, and I basically said that I wasn't going to extend my deal but I was like I was trying I felt like I was trying everything to make it work hey I was like what if we do it do this, this way what if we try this and you know this security for me and you know the club and they just and eventually I came in one day and they basically just told me to go away like oh, and I, I asked I said well can I at least train with the 23s to the end of my contract just to keep fit and then they were like nah so I, I left out the side door with a bag of boots mate never to be seen again that you and Adkins it. went travelling <laughs> yeah that was it mate me and Nigel <laughs> on a plane home and then the high bees, mate. You love the high bees, Paul, don't you? Oh, what a club. And it was brilliant to see you return to Scottish football. Because I had tears you were going to China for 100 grand a week. Is <laughs> that the rumour? That's what was going about. And then I'm seeing him going to have someone. That can't be fucking true. Speaking of hindsight. Um, <laughs> so that, that, was the, that was the January of uh, um, when I was at Burton. So I'd had the, I'd started off on fire eight goals before Christmas. And um, I remember, so I had my agent at this company and <laughs> he said to he came he said to me one day like he says well we're going to come up and see you and he says and basically the boss is going to come in as well boss for the whole boss from agency whole, company like, wow. this, this, this is like a big company I work with like Premier like Kyle Walker and Aaron Ramsey and stuff all with this company and, stuff. and I was like come and see me for a play Burton sat down in this hotel uh, he took me we went for a little coffee at like a this hotel near me and I'm not I'm not joking he just went like that and a little piece of paper and wrote down a number and just slid it across to me like that. And I was just like that. Thought it was his fucking phone number. Like, I was like, what is that? And yeah, it was it. It was, from, it was, the, it was the start of the Chinese Super League boom. Super League boom. Um, they, the way it works in China is they're allowed to have an Asian player that's outside of the cap as well. You're Australian, so I'm Australian, right? so I, I count as an AFC player. So I would have fallen into that cap for them. And, um, and yeah, that was it. Did you not go for that? I'm very fortunate. I would never, I would never say anything to anyone who makes a financial-based decision in their football career. But I'm very lucky in the background I come from that it's not been a, um, a heavy part of the influence in, in my career. And was your mum and dad loaded? <laughs> no, but just like it was just, it's just never been a priority. It's never mm-hmm. been a priority. And um, listen, again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I was young and yeah. I had dreams of playing in the Premier League. I wanted to go and move to Hull and get yeah, promoted yeah, yeah. and that's what happened six months later I played at a World Cup I don't regret it like the way my career's gone since then I don't regret it at all but it could have been a very different looking life for me if I'd How have gone down that road for 50 quid for this interview <laughs> I know ask me to pay taxi in here I know so why Hibs? It, just, it was the right fit it was the right fit I'd been out of the game for a, for a while waiting for the right opportunity um, things had come and gone that didn't quite fit with me, I had one conversation with the manager and it, it had everything that I, that I wanted from... Jack Cross? Yeah, 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 yeah. What was it, a phone call? Phone call, yeah, 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 phone call, half an hour. I spoke with Graham Matthew as well, who's a tremendous Top guy. Um, and yeah, one conversation, mate, and it was... And what was it he said? 
that he liked so much? Just how he spoke about football? Yeah, just we, we spoke about football. He spoke about the way he saw me coming in. He, obviously, listen, the, the club took a bit of a gamble. I hadn't played in 10 months at this point. So it's like, because the lockdown in March, this was in January. So they're taking a bit of a risk as well, bringing in a player that's not played. Um, but no, it just it fit. The, the pieces fit together. I, he, I was the type of player he, he wanted to, thought I could add something to the group. And in terms of on and off the pitch, and and yeah, it, I just came in and I've, I've it's been gone really well so far, and really enjoying it. Wow, man! Was there any other clubs try to get you? Yeah, listen, there was options like I had. I could have tried it, gone down the Asian route again. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, not in, <laughs> definitely not to the same extent. Um, and you know, there's Australia has always kind of lingered as an option as well. But I, you know, I, it. As I say, it ticked all the right boxes, and Scotland's home for me, like away from home, and to come back and be a part of the Scottish football community. It's a big is, name. Is it, is you, that, were, you were delighted. He was singing your praise when you first signed. He was singing man, your praise. I, I mean, I was surprised that Hibs actually, and actually disrespected Hibs, but it was a massive name for there and a massive player. And my God, what a difference he's made to him, Simon, isn't he? Definitely. And well, yeah, we've got an opportunity to do something pretty special this season. Like, so it's been, you know, to, the club hasn't finished third in 16 years. I think, and yeah. you know, another cup semi-final to go into as well. So, have you won the cup and finished third? What a year that'll be for for Hibs, eh? Absolutely, it'd be absolutely huge. So, where are you, are you living in Edinburgh now? Or are you back? Yeah, in Leith. Oh, lovely. Yeah, Leith, if yeah. to be fair, if you know, if we, if we, if we Leith used to be a shithole, I know it's yeah, lovely, it's been isn't it? quite That's regenerated, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. quite a really cool area. Yeah, it's uh, Glasgow is still like it's home, home home to me because I haven't really experienced Edinburgh in the last six months because or few months because everything's shut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to be back in the West End as well. Have you been to Tom Kitchen's place yet? The kitchen? It hasn't reopened yet. I'm desperate to give it a go though. Oh, mate, it's sounds amazing. What is yeah. it? Very good. Tom Kitchen's restaurant. I can't wait to hit all the um, he so many Tom like, cool hidden, he's a big cool big hidden bars fan, and stuff. So you'll, you'll get in. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go, mate. You and the missus. Delightful. Oh, cool. Come on, I know. Why not? We're doing our best. We're trying our best. Just him, his missus and me and you. Nah, we're we working hard, aren't we? We yeah. should get a wee chance of something free for once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what about the changing room players? Is there characters? Who's your pals? We want to know all about it. It's a combination of it, like experience and young talent, isn't it? Hibs at the moment, like right. Darren McGregor, David Gray, Paul Hanlon, and then the Porteous and this bit, the younger lads who are Josh Doig, who's going to be a top player, yeah, I think, as well. Um, so it's a really good balance um, between the dressing room. Good, good crack as well. Um, uh, yeah, no, I've, it's been, COVID has been such a crap thing in so many ways, obviously for so many people. Um, in football, it's just been, uh, to be honest, it's obviously affected football less than any other part of the world. But for myself, I suppose, I've been in there, but we've got like split dressing rooms and stuff. So not even like, oh, all, in there, there, not even like all in there together and split buses for yeah. games. Like you have to take three buses. So I feel like I haven't, probably gotten as ingrained in the squad in, in the short time as I could have, but I've really enjoyed it. And with the Hibs fans, and that'd be, it's yeah. nice to play in front of the Hibs fans. Yeah, I love, I love playing East Road. Play football, and, as I say, I've only played there as an opponent, but um, it's a super, super stadium. How long did you sign for? Just to the end of the season. What's your plans at the end of the season? See how it goes and just see what's happening? Yeah, I think it was a bit of an, as I said, it was a bit of an experiment for both sides to see how it was going to go. And we're obviously really pleased with how it's gone, but there's no pressure on us at the moment. I think we've still got a lot to play for in the next few weeks. and and manage it from there. The training grounds. Beautiful. That, 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 beautiful. Was, that was the biggest shock for me, having been in like, obviously in the championship for a few years and then come up and realise, and this is, blows all of that out of the water. Yeah. Like, totally. What, the, the, cha- the Hibs training ground blows? Hit hull. Different, different level. Like, is it? Of a different, totally different level. Yeah. I was like, what a place to come to work every day. You know what I mean? It's a pro- 
yeah, unbelievable facilities. And Jack Ross impression? Yeah, yeah, he's been great. Um, as I say, he, uh, he didn't give me much uh, time to, to bleed in. I came in on the Tuesday and hadn't played in 10 months and started on the Saturday and then, you know, straight in at the deep end. But I've been really pleased with the way it's gone and I've really enjoyed working with him. He's going to be, um, as you say, he's got a chance to have a really successful season with the club this year. Get a guitar. Go on, finish it. Right, let's hear you. Have you, have you thought of a song or been too busy talking? I'm too no busy fucking shot, man. Shy, I? <laughs> oh, I know. Bloody hell, we got carried away there. You've been brilliant, mate. What are you going to What are you going to sing for us? She's, um, there's my missus asking me if I've hung a wash or not. It's a kind of life I lead, mate. So what are you going to... Do missus after she sees him might be like, oh, why am I stuck with him? Uh, she'd be his type. Aye. Uh, she'd love him. This could be, he could be a heart for the nation, wouldn't he? Right? could be doing me a favour, no. I could take him with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, you got, what you got for us? Um, I'd like to hear the voice, I think. He's got no, to hear a voice behind yeah, that face. I'm, I'm genuinely the worst Tone singer. Why don't you sing? You're world. a good singer. I, I just want to hear the, the music playing. <laughs> Absolutely everything, this guy. Music, football, what else? Looks. Looks. Aye. Fashion. I want to ask you this because you're such an interesting guy. What is the plans for after football? Any ideas? Uh, listen, I'm a, it's a funny one with me at the moment because although I've, I feel like I've got a lot of varied interests in my life, I'm football mad. Eh? Like, yeah. I absolutely love it. And coaching, media, I've got a lot of interest to be a part of the, continue being a part of the game. But I've, uh, I've, travel is probably the first thing I'll do. Oh, 100%. I've got so many things I want to do and see while that I haven't been able to while I've been playing and very lucky to have the chance to do it when I finish. But yeah, I don't know. I've got absolutely no idea. Oh, Might give it a give everything a try. Jackson, aren't you? Woo! softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.